If you're looking for the best horror, thriller, sci-fi and WTF audio fiction this side of the apocalypse, then you should listen to The Other Stories. With over 500 stories on the podcast feed already and news stories dropping every single Monday morning, The Other Stories is your new best friend. Check out The Other Stories today on any and all podcast platforms or head to theotherstories.net. After all, these aren't the stories your mother used to tell you. These are The Other Stories. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Welcome to The Horror Hangout, a podcast where film fans watch the best and worst horror movies of all time and talk about them. My name is Ben Errington and I'm joined today by regular co-host, Mr. Andy Conduit-Turner. Hello, Ben. It's nice to be back from my travels. How have you been? From your travels? Where have you been? Have you been to Romania by the way of Turkey? i tell you what, Ben. Big I, battles? I did, but there was an ever such difficult sea crossing on the way back. It would almost be... <laughs> I'm going to skate over it now, but in years to come, there'll be a there'll be a deleted chapter just about that. Yeah, about your about your travels. Yeah, about my travels. Well, but yeah, it's been it's been lovely doing the pre-Christmas mm-hmm. rounds, but uh, and it was nice to see you in person. Yeah, we did see each other in person. You know, it's becoming more of a regular thing, yeah. which is nice. You know, to get a good sniff of you as well yeah, as we have a little walk around Bristol Bristol City Centre in the rain, and we saw. You know, went to oh, see the wow. video store. He had a lovely time. Yeah. Oh, maybe that's something we can mention then. We took a little visit to 20th Century Flicks in Bristol, uh, like a video store, rental store slash cinema, um, tiny, tiny cinema. There's one screen which has got like four seats, another one which like, I don't know, like 12, 12, 15 seats. Yeah, it's nice. It's ever so nice. And that member of staff that was in there just between bookings was very kind to let us have a proper little Yeah, let us have a serious about. peruse. Oh, straight in there. Like, I want to have a look in this room. Let's have a look. There and we go. And to be clear, everyone that's listening, like, we didn't burst in with, like, horror hangout press credentials going, excuse me. No. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Podcast <laughs> of over of over 300 episodes. Let us let us get in here and have a quick look. We didn't mention it once. We didn't no, mention didn't it once. We didn't speak about it. We, we just like, said, can we have a look as far as we knew? Just Joe yeah, Public. Do a, like, do a look. podcast. They were uh, very no. nice about it. It was lovely. It was good to have a look around. Love to see all of the mountains and mountains of VHS tapes that are available. Yeah, I mean, absolutely loads. And apparently these VHS tapes were kept and most of them were replaced by DVDs and Blu-rays and stuff. But obviously all 
physically kept. Uh, but yeah, I, I mean, I could have stood there and looked at the wall of VHS for hours because there was, and it was all in uh, alphabetical order as well. Ever so neat and tidy. Very Ever good. so neat and tidy. I hope someone doesn't come and ruin that situation for them. Doing yeah. the thing when you're a teenager is like, oh, I'm just going to play Crash Bandicoot. Oh, no. That's not, that, that disc isn't in there. What's in this? Smackdown versus Raw 2022. <laughs> no, 2022. <laughs> like, 2022. So I'll just go to that case then. Hang on. You've stitched yourself right up. Pyro 2, Ripto's Revenge. Oh, uh, <laughs> laziness. So you've, you, you have gained back mere seconds of your life by being lazy and you've screwed future you to such a degree that minutes of their life can be taken off. Real life horrors. True real life horrors. And you know what? As an adult, I've been guilty of doing that once or twice. Not not as far back as like five or six games. I'm talking like one or two. And yeah, it makes me very mad. If somebody, angry, with, if, angry with yourself. If somebody else did it, I'd be like, ah, you absolute wrong and disres- get out the disrespect. Get out of my ass. But if I do it, I go, well, let him off. If your daughter did that, grounded. <laughs> grounded. Sometimes you just go yeah. in and check. That wouldn't work. Any think. any other media, just have a look in that. It's in the wrong case. It's in the wrong bloody case. No, I'm, no, uh, no pocket money for you, I'm afraid. Saws. Saws. Um, yeah. I don't think she'd abide by that. But yeah, 20th Century Flicks, as well as being a video shop, they do also have screenings of various films at the IMAX, um, which is in the Bristol Aquarium, where, of course, Forbidden Worlds Film Festival takes place as well. Um, So not just horror films, but sort of like other genre films and then some more like mainstream stuff that they show as well. Um, Yeah, which is cool. It's good to see um, a place like that existing on my doorstep kind of weird that i've never been there before so i think it's always somewhere where i walk past and it's always at a time of day where like it's not open um so we were lucky yeah it, yeah it was so nice to go in there and i think going in there as much as i would really love an excuse for us to go and do and have a screening there gather some like-minded people together and watch a film in there but the other thing it's made me come away with is an even greater determination to one day get to the appropriate part of Canada to go to Kev's video store as well. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God, yeah. That would be... That a would little, be little pilgrimage over there. That'd be great. A little pilgrimage to to Kev's video shop, definitely. Go in there uh, and send like a, one copy of Time Cop, please, and then head home. And then head home, and then the late fees would be astronomical. Um, yeah, I mean, in terms of horror news on top of that, Nothing else to cover is there before we get into no, horror just news. the horror news. Just the horror news, mate. Um, the one thing I wanted to talk about is that there is a Jurassic Park survival. I'm calling it a survival horror game. Dave described it as an action adventure game, but I'm clinging onto the fact it's got survival in the title. Jurassic Park Survival. There's a trailer for it which debuted at the Game Awards this week. Um, it looks like a first-person game that takes place immediately after the events of the first game. First film, sorry. Um, she's like, oh, I've been left behind. I'm like, how does that happen? How does that happen in Jurassic Park? You know Park? it is, though, Ben. You're really stuck storm. into your work sometime. You'll be finishing yeah, but... a bit. Oh, I've just finished this. You look the up. power went out. Dennis, Dennis Nedry shut everything down. I, I like to think that she slept in, you know? Yeah. The slept power went off, and then she woke up like the, like the mom and dad in Home Alone. And the, <laughs> the alarm. It's just the, your clock's just flashing zero. The alarm. This is something that, like, a game like this has been rumoured in some way, shape, or form for ages. How many times have you seen, like, a proof of concept or, like, a sort of pe- or a trailer and it's like, 
forget Dino Crisis, forget Jurassic Park. Here's a first-person survival horror dinosaur game. Um, and, you know, unfortunately, these games haven't sort of made waves or sort of been that great. I can't even think of one as a, as a title, unfortunately. Um, I don't think we ever got, like, a updated version of Two Two Rock either, did we? Two Rock. The Dinosaur, and they made it as far as, like... Um... PS2, Xbox, GameCube. Yeah. Turok Evolution. They ran a competition where if you changed your name to Turok for a year, oh, you yeah. got a moderately good prize, I think. <laughs> you got a moderately good. You got a copy of the game. Brilliant. I didn't yeah. like it, but now I'm stuck with this name. Um. So, yeah, the trailer is it's quite a cinematic trailer. You only really get like a couple of little flashes of what could potentially be gameplay. But if they are going to properly dial down on the horror element of Jurassic Park, which exists, especially in that first film, I think we're in for a good time. There's a lot of, like, dinosaurs lurking in shadowy hallways. There's a lot of callbacks to the original film where we get, like, a close-up of a, of a, of a freezer door where we know a Velociraptor is, is trapped. It we see like the Dilophosaurus is about again, isn't he? Dilophosaurus is about. They're all, over, all, over they're the all bloody ladies, aren't they? They've got to lift up the dinosaur skirts. As uh, Ian Malcolm once said, don't think I'm being inappropriate. Um, and it all seems to be taking place like at night as well. Obviously, the storm's still raging on. So loads of potential stuff. I know we've kind of seen this before with the Telltale Jurassic Park. We kind of saw the events. You know, I've never played that one because it only came out on PC, didn't it? It didn't get a console release as far as I'm I think aware. it did get a console release eventually. Did yeah, did that on the Xbox? I I had it. Maybe it was, uh, was it like delisted after a while or something like Possibly, that? I think yeah. I missed the boat on it. Possibly. I never had a hard copy of it. Um, but yeah, it was kind of like that, like in and around the events of the film and also afterwards. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm super, super hyped for this. I've, I've got my fingers crossed it's going to be something something real good. I think of everything at the Game Awards and there was loads of announcements, trailers and obviously loads of interesting other news bits and little cool things. Obviously a new Hideo Kojima game. Um, some God of War DLC, God of War Ragnarok DLC. This was by far the thing that made me go, "What's this?" Oh yeah, <laughs> Jurassic Park. Like a, I know it's not a, a new IP even for games, but like something that's, I guess, a different approach to what we've had before. It makes it interesting, and I shouldn't say this as a consumer that wants things to be brilliant, but dinosaurs, especially Jurassic Park. The reviews of this come out seven out of ten. I'd still buy it. <laughs> be like, yeah. yeah, absolutely. Oh yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, That's the thing. I'm not expecting a ten out of ten game. I mean, obviously that would be lovely, but if it comes out and it's, I mean, it's one of those games I'm going to play regardless. I think so. Um, yeah, I don't think there was really much else like horror focused um, at the Game Awards. I know Alan Wake Two won big in some in some categories, but I've not got around to playing that yet. I would like. I haven't to caught up with the Game Awards to be honest. It's no a lot of. It's a lot of advertising for Yeah. I mean, I watched the YouTube um the YouTube stream and there were adverts within adverts. It was advertception. Like an advert would play on the game awards and then a YouTube ad would also play. So did you oh. watch it live as well? So No no no. I didn't say, can you imagine? I, I'm not sure I, I had the back. mental fortitude to deal with the level of adverts on YouTube plus that and if you're watching it live, also horrid commentary. Yeah. Wenger out. No, he's already gone. Stop saying it. <laughs> he's already gone years ago. Um, the other thing that was kind of interesting with the Hideo, Hideo Kojima game called OD, um, 
obviously we don't know much about it. Jordan Peele is involved, so obviously a big name in in the horror uh-huh. um horror horror verse. Does um, it stand for oh dear? Oh dear. That's what you, you might say. What? That's like the the polite British society version of nope. Nope. Oh, yeah, we're something terrible up when people go, Oh dear. Yeah. Um but yeah, it, lo- it looks it's possibly gonna be like some sort of cinematic possibly a scary thing i don't i don't really know they didn't really say horror but i think the tagline was like for all players and screamers or something like that and a lot of people are digging into it already and saying look at this this confirms that this is silent hill um but probably not actually silent hill but maybe like he's taken some ideas from silent hills which he was going to make and applied them to this possibly and then he's got jordan peele involved as well because he's gone look you're good at horror i'm Hideo Kojima let's get together and it's mad because I always think when I see pictures of people visiting Kojima productions I always just assume they're visiting but the amount of times that now it comes out it's like actually they're working on something together now I'm just looking back at Hideo's Instagram to look at everyone who's ever been there probably have a good having a good reason to visit it's yeah. nice to be nice and visit people but you know he's like get over it it's a pleasure as soon as you're there he goes right sign this contract you've got to do a project with me mate um, apart from apart from that, and, and uh, another piece of gaming news is that Doom celebrated its 30th anniversary. Again, something that maybe you wouldn't call horror; you'd still call it action shooter or something. But it's definitely got horror elements. It's got bloody demons in it. Come on, it's got bloody demons and stuff. Um, I I watched the Doom 30th anniversary live stream on the with like the id software guys, so like John Romero and Jonathan Cormack. Jonathan Cormack, John Cormack, yeah, Carmack. Sorry, um. And it was good, you know, loads of stuff that I've definitely heard before in anecdote form. But still, like, I love the fact that they kind of never they, they used to not really speak and not get on. And now they've just gone, you know what? We made one of the greatest games of all time. Should we just be mates? Yeah. And it seems like that's what's happening. Turns happened. out we all still earn quite a lot of money from it. So <laughs> we're absolutely we're all right. Yeah. Um, And I think John Romero released something called Sigil 2 as well, which is like some sort of maybe like spin-off of, of Doom, maybe not officially, like in name, but he's used some elements of the original the original source code, possibly. I don't know. They were talking about it, so I need to find out a little bit more about that. But yeah, 30 years. Do you remember what, Do you remember where and on what platform you played Doom for the first yeah, time? Yeah, I had a... I was at some sort of computer shop with my dad, and he let me get... It was in a little cardboard sleeve the original floppy disk of the the 3.5 um like uh, floppy um that was the shareware version of doom that had the first chapter in it oh yeah yeah yeah. take it and install it and i took that home and i played it so how old am i yeah probably was when it first came out that was like so like 30 years old so would have been about yeah would have been 10 that would probably been fine i would have been playing through that on the pc got that installed and then I think I had the full game of Doom 2 before I got all of Doom 1. I was mm. playing that shareware version for for a while. Yeah. I think it was a little bit later because I think, yeah, I was only like seven. <laughs> so significantly older than you. When it came out. <laughs> well, not significantly. It's not significant in the grand scheme of things, mate. <laughs> we're pretty close. If yeah. I was 86 yeah. and you were 90, we'd be, you know what? No, no one would be, they'd be like splitting hairs, you know? Yeah. Um, I think I played it first. There used to be this like, I want to say like a, a big truck with computers in it. They used to just go to schools and like to various 
places like that and they used to be able to just play games or this thing and it's a weird memory i need to try and confirm it but i think it was like it was after school as well so like this kind of big truck which you kind of got in the back of it sounds dodgy. So you're saying there's a big vehicle that comes around and it says yeah kids get in the back of this i got some computer games <laughs> yeah you flocked in there <laughs> well the thing is i did flock in there i'm pretty sure it was legit but at the same time, now I'm thinking about it even more. I think it was some sort of like youth program and it was like it was in the car park of like a youth center or something like that. Okay, in the well, car I park don't think it was center, that's good. That sounds a bit better than that. I don't you're think to, was... you're trying to think back, how thick was the knit on that guy's jumper? How thick were his glasses? <laughs> <laughs> and I remember like there were a few games you could play. There was like a, an adventure game where you kind of like just obviously just typed in whatever and, and it reacted and obviously that was cool because we typed in rude stuff. Um, but yeah, there was a version of Doom on there, and I think I've, I I definitely seen it before, but it was the first time I got to play it. Um, yeah, and I was just pretty much set on it, just like this is amazing. I guess maybe it was like ninety five, maybe the first time I played this, or a couple of years after it came out. But then I got when when we got our first like um, PC in the house, so like first family computer, I got like a a CD ROM with like maybe Doom one and Doom two on it, and that was the first time I played both um but yeah obsessed obsessed obsessive Doom, such a i was never a particularly good modder like i did some messing around with the map maker making doom wads and i had loads of the edits that you could get as well like the total conversions to make it like simpsons mm. doom or south Park yeah, doom yeah. or running around like the same maps from doom but you're like shooting mo and things like that <laughs> yeah 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 yeah, it's good times, man. Good times. And I, I would say I was never, like, great at it. I think I always kind of struggled with the early Doom games, and especially, like, um, I guess Doom 2. So, but I have I think I've played every iteration. Like, I really enjoyed Doom 3 when it came out, despite the, like, mixed reviews, and it was a bit of a different sort of experience, wasn't it? Um, And then, of course, 2016's Doom and Doom Eternal are just probably up there as, like, the best first-person shooters every version of doom there's a couple of blind spots i never finished the seeds of evil um dlc oh, yeah. to doom 3 i need to finish the doom eternal dlc as well uh and oh I, yeah that is that's pretty much that's unforgiving man and, <laughs> I've unforgiving. Never, and i might have to turn the difficulty down because it was brutal but yeah. um and then other than that like now it's out on modern consoles. I even started Doom 64, which I never had on the originals. I've not finished that yet, but that's just yeah, available and accessible now. Yeah. Always got some time for yeah. Doom. And I loved its ilk that went with it as well. I played a lot of Heretic and Hexen. I mean, at the time, growing yeah. up when you were a tiny kid, I think that was the good thing before it was also tied into, you know, it was really very much a single player experience. When I was too young to really have the skill set or the patience for being stuck in things and not being able to do stuff. I used to just walk around Doom, had all the yeah. cheats on, so there was no challenge to it whatsoever. I was just like milling about, like put all the guns on, walk into rooms and just wipe everybody out. But <laughs> yeah, very formative gaming. Hell yeah. What an experience. And it's 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 crazy to see like even pretty much every like first person shooter you play now, like the DNA of Doom is like always, always present in a way. And if it's not present, you know and you feel like, oh come on, this and I feel like we've had a come back to it towards it now. Cause I think Doom was definitely the era of 
you know, the tropes where you'd have more weapons on you than anyone could actually ever physically carry and you're just flipping between them. And then we had a period with your Call of Duties and your Halos where, you know, you can carry two things and you've got to make strategic choices as to what yeah. you're carrying. And I think now maybe we had a little shift back towards the Doom yeah. model as well now where you just, you've got everything. You've got you it all. Go Come you're, on. you're trying to play a fun game. I'm trying to play a fun game. Don't need, need six inventory slots like... Uh... Like original Resident Evil, come on now. Uh, I mean, that is pretty much it. All I've got for, for horror news, tell you what, one more nod to horror news because this come is on what then. I'll be talking about next week. You know what's got its uh release up and down the country this, oh, this yes. week or so? Godzilla minus one, everybody. At time of recording, I plan to go and see it this weekend on Friday. Maybe. Oh, yeah, Godzilla minus one. The reviews for it are spectacular. Um, mm. Other people that I follow and trust, I was listening to Weekly Planet this uh, last week now, um, talking that they'd just seen it, not big Godzilla fans themselves, and saying, yeah, it's really good. So I'm, I'm really excited to go and see a lovely bit of Godzilla minus one. Hell yeah. I'm I'm probably going to go see it this weekend as well, I think. Um, just because, yeah, the review. I'm, I'm too tempted by the reviews. And, you know, after that Godzilla versus Kong trailer as well, that got me kind of like back into the into the um the the mindset of wanting to go and see some big monsters kaiju I've got a couple of episodes to catch up on actually fight. of um monarch yeah monarch. I've seen the first that. three it's really good it's really really good i need to start it um but yeah looking forward to all that stuff um yeah in terms of what we've been watching i've not really watched all that much this week because um i mean what have i been doing I've been doing. I think I've been watching. I've been watching some sports, um, <laughs> mainly football. Real, real life horrors. The the R- real life the horrors. The horrors of is your football team going to score more soccer? Is your football team doing well? No, they're not. Which means upset. I've been doing that. I've been playing some games. Returnal. I've got the platinum trophy on. That's a serious grind. <sighs> that was. That's brutal. That's the biggest grind I've ever done on a game to get a trophy. But like. I was, I'm like I'm too far into it now. Now I now I realize what I have to do in order to get it. I need to do it. So I mean, yeah, not. I guess there are some sort of horror elements to that, um, especially in terms of like the story as well and like how the story ran, rounds up. It's definitely like a sci-fi horror experience. So if you haven't played that, definitely give it a go. Um, but in terms of watching things, I've not seen that much. I've seen. Oh, I did watch the documentary Grizzly Man last night. Despite the fact that again, that's not particularly horror. There's definitely some horrifying elements. <laughs> I tell you what's horrible then: being killed yeah. and eaten by a bear. Get killed and eaten by a bear, and there being an audio clip somewhere of it happening. Yeah, I know you can find that without looking too much. I um haven't done that myself. Have you been tempted? What? Find no, no, I haven't. But now you've said it, I don't know. Um, no, I'm not challenging. Yeah. This isn't like bloody dare you, Ben. No, bloody dare you to this go horrible to thing. Because the director Werner Herzog, he does listen to the audio in the film and like says, "That's horrible." That is, <laughs> there's no like, um. So yeah, I can imagine it being pretty horrific. There's some horrible moments in that film though, um. But it's a really well made documentary. I'm guessing you've seen it, Andy. Yeah, many years ago yeah. now, but yeah, I definitely seen a, it before. It's a nice, it's a nice story of what was I guess quite a complicated in many ways quite a vulnerable guy who you know obviously really loved what he did and then met a very unfortunate end which I think 
it's a shame that that maybe is what people know of him versus all the time that he did spend. Because some of the footage that he has, like, you know, when he's camping out and there's that fox that just comes to see him, like... Yeah, I feel like you could have a documentary about his relationship with those little foxes as well. Yeah. Very lovely. But an, an incredible life, but, like, incredibly, like, dangerous and then yeah. and then sad as well at parts. But, yeah, could you have a good? Horrible. I don't understand how you could have a good night's sleep thinking there could literally be a bear ready to come and tear your skin off your face yeah. at any point. So, yeah. What a brave... Well, I say what a brave soul. What a brave soul, but he did he did meet an untimely end. And that's not a spoiler, I don't think. I think it's... No, I think it's well known, right? I think it's straight up from the top that this was a man whose life was dedicated to those animals and did die. Mm. Yeah, definitely. Um... Yeah, I mean, I've not really seen much else this week. Have, have you seen anything? I know you've been, um, you've been on uh, a couple of little bits that's happening. Um, one, I'm going to go back through the annals of time a little bit because I don't think I mentioned it at the time. I'm going to mention it briefly. Um, I think you can still catch it. A couple of about a month ago now, Ben, I, I took a trip to the theatre to see Mina's Reckoning. Did I tell you about this on pod? Oh, I don't think you did, you know. So Mina's Reckoning is a dramatic retelling of the story of Bram Stoker's Dracula from Mina's perspective. Um, okay. is it an entire, if it's not an entire, it's a predominantly female cast, including the roles of Dracula and all of the other traditionally male characters like mm. uh, Jonathan Harker okay. and so on, all played by female actors, oh, centred wow. around the asylum that Dr. Seward runs uh, and then retelling the story. Um, no spoilers. Um, I believe it may still be touring the country if not watch out for it coming around again it's really good it's funny mm. in places it's um a nice different angle on it um and it efficiently tells the same story that you know of Bram Stoker's Dracula but with a little little twist to it it's very is it good. like a scot is it like a particularly scottish twist um now i could i couldn't tell you whether it is a scottish production everywhere it is or i just happened to watch it in Edinburgh, where we have a yeah. Scottish cast, but well, I was thinking, I think it does say a uniquely Scottish version. Yeah, in that case, it is a uniquely classic. Scottish version. Wherever you go and see it, it's really good. I really enjoyed it. If you get the chance to see it, whether it's touring where you are, I forget we have people listen to us in other countries as well. It may come and tour where you are quite soon. If not, yeah. see if any videos get get done and it gets, uh, you yeah, know, released to watch virtually. It's really good. Really enjoyed it, and especially rewatching this film today. Um, yeah, I guess it yeah. gave you a new, a new, a, a nice reminder of those bits that I enjoyed and what was the same and what was different. But it's a nice telling of that story. Um, other than that, Christmas films have crept in a little bit. I did watch a film about a young boy who is trapped by unfortunate circumstances in his house all by himself when two hardened men, criminals, come in to try and bloody burgle him. That's horrible. Yeah, but don't worry. You can set some traps for them, and in the end, ultimately, they get smashed in the head by a man who is mistaken for a serial killer with a snow shovel, Yeah, and he rescues him. And I did spend a little while thinking, that old man must have helped him clean up his house all yeah. night. Must have pulled an all-nighter to like scrape the tar off the stairs, <laughs> hoover yeah. up all those yeah, feathers. Yeah, I've been at my house as well. There's a really dark moment in that film as well, when they finally catch him, and they literally just say, we're going to kill him. Yeah. We're going to 
murder you. You're going to smash each one his of your face fingers. with an iron. Smash his face with an iron, put a nail in his foot, and bite off each one of his fingers one by one. A real dark moment where I think even as yeah. a kid, like I used to be like, oh no. They're going to get him. They're going to get him. Um, and then thankfully they get battered by the old man with the snow shovel. And then they yeah. clean up that entire house, except for his brother's room. Yeah, fuck his brother. Yeah, he don't, yeah. I mean, Buzz can just get screwed, can he? Yeah, each hit Buzz. Um, so I watched that um, and a couple of other Christmas things which are not relevant here. But two things. One, you've conjured his name already. Not a necessarily horror project, but because of that anniversary selection that came out recently, been playing original recipe Metal Gear Solid, Ben. Oh, lovely. Lovely stuff. Playing through playing through that again. I mean, horror elements there. You've got like the Psycho Mantis boss. It's one of those games I'm finding that it's absolute muscle memory in the yeah i think it will get harder as i get to the back end of the game i'm just about to fight the helicopter but everything so far it's like through it around around this corner what um did you ever find like the ghosts in that game did you ever play that that through and through and through? i couldn't tell you whether you all are but i played through metal gear multiple times um, yeah. You know, unlocking the bandana and the stealth, getting the camera, finding the thing, finding the ghosts. I played a lot of it. Amazing. So I started that again. Yeah. But the yeah. final thing, after I guessed a few weeks ago, Chris, he recommended it to us. I got stuck in on the reality version of horror adjacent property Squid Game. The v- which version do you say? The what? So the actual reality show. Oh, version, the reality which, version. Which just... Yeah, that's me thinking you're over there out there playing Squid Game for real. Yeah, just you know, turning my back. Yeah, so just, people are moving when I turn around, shoot him, shoot him dead. Just shoot him dead. Uh, Squid Game: The Challenge. Is that right? Yeah, Squid Game: The Challenge. I've watched it all. I mean, the biggest shocker. Someone mentioned this to me, and I was like, "No, that can't be true." Apparently, it was Wolf from Gladiators was in it. Yeah, I said that to you. Yeah, that was I it. Said, it was you that told me. It was just, him. He was in it as well. Out of context, because it was in real life. And I was like, oh, it's it. I told you yeah. that. And you were like, I haven't seen him. And I was like, yeah. I couldn't apparently, remember if I just made it up. Apparently, he went out in the first, like the red light, green light thing. So we never got any camera never got time. to see him. I also heard rumors that the red light, green light thing, like rather than being like red light, green light, red light, green light, apparently between lights, it was like 45 minutes or something. That's what I heard. Someone so, told me that yesterday. A friend yeah. told us. So, like, Weird to think that you're watching it an edited version, and then thinking, "Yeah, I could do that." P- piece of piss, no problem. And then, and there's one minutes. particular bit where they pause, and for some reason, in getting ready to stop, one of the women that's running kind of goes into like a squat position. Oh Jesus! And then he's like, Ugh. "Oh no!" It's like I'm just gonna get into a lovely plank because that's nice. Everyone enjoys that. I could, yeah. I could hold this plank for ages. Oh, no, I haven't actually. read into why they did it for that long. Was it because they wanted to eliminate more people? Or was it just a I don't know. technical part of the filming? I really don't know. I, I, to be, I, I do want to watch it. I do want to check it out because I did, I did watch the actual show and I just feel like the, the reality element of it is probably going to be kind of yeah, interesting. No, no spoilers, um, but they do a very good job, I think, of a, for a t- TV show that we're used to seeing in the, you know, in the scripted version, which is people actually get killed in this so that like obviously this is a mm. this is a game they'll be sad because they've lost the money but everyone's ultimately fine yeah um they do very well at putting in a lot of tension and a lot like the scripted version 
do you argue it's manipulative of actual people? But there are people that you're in there, you go, fucking hate you. Hate you. <laughs> hate you. Or like, oh, I want hey, them to do really well. And then like, you yeah. get bloody squid gamed. Yeah, I hope you get squid gamed right, yeah. right out the gate. Um, yeah, it's really good. It's really good. Definitely going to definitely and gonna check it out. Not a spoiler, but they do end the series with a casting call for another one. So that's pretty much what the real series did as well, right? Yeah, it's like trying like, to be on this. The real, the real one kind of went, hang on a minute. It was the end. No, it's not. It's uh, going to be in. Yeah, they do a casting call for a, for a new one. But yeah, really, really good. Really entertaining. But that is all I have watched. Yeah. Apart from um, the film of the week. Apart from the film of the week. And again, another another film on this podcast where I'm thinking, how is it taking us this long to get around to watching this? Um, For the podcast, of course. But I guess it's because we've done a couple of versions of Dracula, haven't we? Um, yeah. Hammer horror versions and yeah, and stuff and other stuff like inspired by the character and including characters from the novel. Obviously, we've done Van Helsing um, as well. So yeah, today's film is Bram Stoker's Dracula, which is a 1992 American vampire horror film produced and directed by Francis Ford Coppola. Coppola? Coppola. 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 Uh, written by James V. Hart, but he didn't write Dracula. It's Bram Stoker, wasn't it? Uh, based on the 1897 novel Drac- Dracula by Bram Stoker. It stars Gary Oldman, Winona Ryder, Anthony Hopkins, Keanu Reeves, Richard E. Grant, Kerry Ke- Ewells, Ells, how do you say his name? Died from Saul. Billy Campbell, Sadie Frost, and Tom Waits. Forgot Tom, Ra- Tom Waits in this. That's like a fever dream. Uh, set in 19th century England and Romania, it follows the titular vampire. Uh, Dracula, who falls in love with Mina Murray, the fiance of his solicitor, Jonathan Harker. Sounds like a bloody um, Jeremy Carl scenario. Episode of Extenders. There's a lot of Jeremy Carl in this. I'd say my solicitor, I've fallen into it. Um, when Dracula begins terrorizing, wait, I don't think I need to say anything else actually. Um, but obviously, Van Helsing, isn't it? Played by Anthony Hopkins. Jonathan Harker is Keanu Reeves. Uh, Renfield played by Tom Waits. Yeah, I mean, a very a very have, heavyweight cast. Yeah, of, they have of, cast the shit out of this film. Of I guess like the the prestige of Francis Ford Coppola, I guess if they yeah. want to do like Francis Ford Coppola doing such a well-known and beloved story as Dracula, I bet he was bloody beating him off with a stick, wasn't he? I bet he was beating him off with a stick. But yeah, because I think about it, like Gary Oldman, this is Gary Oldman about around the time of, I was going to say Leon, but it's a couple of years before that. Winona Ryder around about the time of uh, Edward Scissorhands. Anthony Hopkins around about the time of Silence of the Lambs. Keanu Reeves around about the time of Point Break. Richard E. Grant had he done uh, with Nell and I a few years before, like five years before. Um, Sadie Frost. I guess one of her first roles. It I says guess. introducing Sadie Frost in the credits, so it must be her first one, like one of her first big roles. Yeah, and I mean the 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 cast really lends itself to like the the real epic, what feels like a huge budget, um, sort of telling of the story. And I guess like a lot of people will probably think think of this as like one of the definitive versions of the story because it's a lot more. So it follows the book a lot more than than the other films, which kind of like focus on Dracula as like the scary, ghouly, blood sucking man. Whereas yeah, the like... Bela Lugosi 
version of him, right? That people I think who follow cinematic tellings probably are very familiar with from the Hammer versions. Yeah. And, and this like tries even. to give him more of a human side, more of like a tragic backstory. Um, and it's a, it's a tale of love, it's a tale of loss uh, and and lust and longing in a way, all the L words. Um, and Gary Oldman as Dracula has more looks in this than I reckon like Britney Spears at the height of her power in terms of costume changes. It's like a buddy Taylor Swift concert, isn't it? He's doing all sorts of changes. <laughs> so what have we got? We have got old, right, beardy, beardy Dracula. Well, his original his recipes, um, he's chocolate Easter bunny. I know it's meant to be a dragon, <laughs> but he does look like he's made of chocolate, doesn't it? He Inside does. It looks there. like he would melt. Um, lovely and delicious in there. Lovely and delicious. Old man with an ass on his head. Um, wolf, <laughs> yeah. wolf man. He's a wolfman. Uh, he's, he's a batman. A he's a batman. Uh, he's like normal looking guy. I say normal, but you know what I mean. Like handsome, man about town mustache, man about town. Lovely, lovely outfit. Beautifully tailored suit, suit and top hat. Um, There's he, poorly when he's on the in the coffin back to um, poorly. Yeah, so he looks like he looks like halfway between fully old Dracula, but poorly. Yeah, um, so sweaty. He's like sweaty, sweaty Dracula. And is that it? I think that's kind of it. Pajamas at the end when he pops back out. <laughs> pajamas. Oh, pajamas, Dracula. Well, yeah. we've got one more look for you. Got more looks than Barbie. It's pajamas, Dracula. Oh yeah. Way more looks than Barbie. I feel like if he had his own action figure range. Um the dream so... house. Oh, imagine that, like a Barbie dream house, but it's Dracula's castle. Yeah. I'll tell you what, I'd love to get like I reckon a a, a action figure of him in his armor would be pretty cool. It is made of oh maybe the good people at Lint will make you one. <laughs> put a little put a little bell on him like the bunny. Is that armor? Does that armor look like it's like design? It's got any flaws design wise? Because I feel like it'd be cumbersome to wear. I don't know what the material is though, because he looks a bit like sort of Michelin man. He looks like it could be super padded. Okay. And is that and that helmet bit bit of overkill? Yeah, I guess it's because he's an order of dragon knights, isn't he? So I'm guessing it's like a. He's like a red dragon, not a chocolate bunny. But he's like a bloody red dragon, yeah. Um, and I don't know how much of it is kind of legit in terms of. Uh, I mean, all through this, I can't remember exactly what elements are in the book and what aren't, and also what elements are like true to life. Because I know that obviously Vlad the Impaler did exist. He wasn't a there Dracula. It's behind me. There he is behind you, looking looking lovely. Zero, no top lip. That mustache is is what, curled to within an inch of its life, tightly wound. Um, but yes, obviously Vlad Vlad the Impaler did exist. Um and yeah, he was involved in loads of bloody wars and battles against the Ottoman Empire, which is like the Turkish Empire. Um so that all happened in real life. So there are there is some crossover to this story and the real life of Vlad the Impaler. And what I would love to learn is much like in the film, because this is that cold open, right? We get a little bit of Anthony Hopkins narration. And saying, oh, there was this war, and he goes out and he gives gives his wife Elizabeth, gives yep. her a kiss goodbye, and then he goes out and he's chopping them all up out of there, and he's dressed as his Easter bunny outfit. It's good. No eggs for you, mate. Chopped. Chopped. He's getting them all and impaled. Um, Why and do they then, call you Vlad the Impaler? I show I'll you. Just bloody love impaling. Um, unfortunately, though, Elizabeth is in history, maybe. Um, 
one of the earliest victims of fake news. <laughs> Unfortunately, when that got you in the old days, you didn't just post something that's embarrassing on your Facebook page. You. No, no, copy and pasting this won't stop Facebook from owning all of your pictures, Mom. What? It's, it's not like that. It's not like that at all. If you get fake news in the old days, what's that? They're not going to fund the NHS if you come out of Europe. No, it's not that. You just get a letter shot through your window, an arrow. And I imagine Turkish handwriting saying, <laughs> "Dear people that live in this house, but then maybe Dracula's dead. I bloody, he's dead. Take maybe it from me." Elizabeth has not received a, ne- uh, a note from Turkish from Turkish fellers before, so she, how is she supposed to know what Turkish handwriting? Just know is they're like? all always up for a laugh. I always. thought he was going to say, "Oh, we fired a note through and accidentally hit her in the head." Yeah, and it got her too close uh, to the window. Yeah, she was just, oh, just, what's the weather like today? Because there's no weather forecasts then. Um, But she believes it straight up. And this is a Romeo and Juliet type scenario, isn't it? It's a real The Mist situation. Just give it a minute. Just give it a minute. He's on his way back. And she goes, you know what? I can't live without him. The first thing I'm going to do is sling myself off of this. Sling myself off here into the river that will somehow make me die with blood coming out of my mouth. It must have landed on the rocks. I don't know. Rocks, I don't, who knows what happened? She was screaming as she fell towards the rip, the river. Ah, got a rock right in the gob. <laughs> uh, Vlad the Impaler, Vlad Dracula. He comes back. Uh, he's had a lovely battle. He's done a love. He's won. He's won the battle. So I'm tired from all that impaling. Yeah. Give us a little rest, and then it'll I'm be tired from to all that again. impaling. Somebody run me a bath with with a with a lovely bit of matey in it. I want to relax these muscles. Uh, yeah, get the radox out. Get the radox out. Somebody come and clean my armor. Actually, leave it. The red's kind of. It's, it's, that's why I. That's why in. I have it red. Actually, that's actually why I have it red. Um, he turns up and obviously immediately finds out that that, that Elizabeth, Elizabeth has killed herself, committed she, suicide. She left a letter though, didn't she? She said, um, "Can't live without him." Says that Dracula's dead. Um, I am going to kill myself now. Um, hopefully, we'll. Catch up in heaven. Lots of love, Elizabeth. Jumping yeah. over. Hopefully we'll catch up in heaven. Um and going from a man who's like seems to proper love God, like he says he's doing things for God. He says in the name of God a lot. As soon as he realizes that Elizabeth's dead, and then that there's like a priest who's also played by Anthony Hopkins, says to him, kicks him while he's dying as well. By the way, I know your wife's just died, but I must let you know that her soul is damned to hell forever for committing suicide. So she ain't going to meet you in heaven. <laughs> sure. She actually won't. She actually uh, won't. Uh, she has, like, uh, I just need to clarify that for you. Uh, per the rules of heaven, like, he's like the bouncer. Like, you know, it's like <laughs> it's, it's 1999 all over again and you've turned up with trainers on. They're like, <laughs> suicide, is it? Suicide? Yeah, yeah. Suicide because my love my love died in, in a battle and I just couldn't live without him. It's a really nice story, isn't it? Yeah. When you think about it, tragic. If she'd um, have written in that letter, um, the only way I can get over him dying is to go for a really cold swim. Yeah. And technically it was death by misadventure. She said, oh, it was too it was, cold. She didn't mean to die. Though. Yeah. So that's all right. Shouldn't have written it down, Elizabeth. No. Um, I'm, and the only way to describe Vlad Dracula's reaction is is enraged. He loses the temple. He desecrates the chapel. He renounces God, while all while this Roman Orthodox Orthodox priest is like shouting at him as well. Um, and... Oi! Don't wreck it. 
And I guess this is like, this is similar to Alien Covenant, where just a series of, of particular, a series of coincidences happen to just turn him into the first vampire who lives forever. So he gets ever so cross, stabs the, the cross of God slash yeah. Jesus that has a bleed, and he gets his, why does it, why gets does it his do cup. that though? Why does it do that? Is it because he says, "I will"? He shouts. He says, "Like I'll avenge Elizabeth with all the powers of darkness." And then the, I guess Satan's ears that and goes, "Oh yeah, like that is it?" Uh, powers of darkness coming right up. Yeah, and he drinks the blood that comes from it, thus becoming a vampire. Well, thus becoming a Dracula. But we're supposed to believe that. Um, yeah, which is interesting. I'd like to know what the book. I mean, it's been a long time since I read the book, but I'd like to know how the book describes him going from. Vlad the Impaler to becoming this this beast, um, and what? Yeah, what's it got to do? What's it got to do with bats and rats and? You can turn into all of them. He gets all the powers. Oh, vapor at one point as well. I mean, to be fair, he's done like a reverse Castlevania because Castlevania games. Those who played will know you start with all your powers and then something happens and you lose them all. Yeah. Vlad the Impaler has had quite a lot of powers. He's probably in his final form outfit-wise with his bunny armor. Yeah. And then he gets a ton of powers. Like, literally, straight away, he doesn't have to right do on. a single boss. It is almost like, you know, like how a... I mean, the opposite, like the Castlevania, where you just described, is how, like, the sequel to any major game usually starts. Because you've leveled up in all the first game, and you're as strong as you can be. How can you then start a game from level zero and have to level up again? Something bad happens, you lose all your powers. Any Metroid game, oh, your suit's fucked. Back to nothing, then. Your suit's <laughs> fucked. See you later. Um, yeah, and then we... So, so all this happens in 1462, by the way. So... By the time we get to 1897, a brief 400 years later, he's approaching four. Yeah, and I mean, like, bloody hell, what does he do? Does he just like let himself grow horrifically old until he decides actually I'm gonna gonna get in with soil? Yeah, I mean, I guess he's. You've all been there, Ben. You had a bit of a breakup. You let yourself go a bit, didn't you? Let yourself go, and then suddenly, yeah. But I feel like it would longer than. Be earlier than oh, it's than not been that long between like... drinks for Dracula though, because he's got three bloody nudie yeah, women true. about his house. Maybe it's not the I don't know if it's the drinks that makes him turn young. It's like being in the it's like getting in the soil and having a rejuvenate in the soil. Yeah, uh, he's getting all those contractors to box up all the soil, isn't he? Yeah. Why are we boxing up this soil? Don't ask. Don't tell. But you know they probably said, "Oh, we'll have this in by summer." He's gone. All right then, and then. Before you know it, it's taken them longer, hasn't it? Bloody hell, they stitched him right up. He's got ever rogue so traders. Yeah, get done. Rogue, rogue Romanian traders. Uh, yeah, so in 1897, solicitor Jonathan Harker, played by Keanu Reeves, he um, is basically given Transylvanian Count Dracula as a client um, because his colleague, Renfield, R.M. Renfield, has gone insane and is now an inmate at Dr. Jack Seward's asylum and we do see a brief like little couple of clips of, of tom waits gone nuts talking it sounds like he's talking gibberish but of course he's talking about dracula he's saying yeah, like the is master he, is he is he is he mad then because a dracula is real so he's probably... a dracula is real but then there's loads of bits of him like eating bugs and stuff so yeah maybe... don't do that he didn't he didn't tell you to do that <laughs> he, now he's just doing whatever he wants and going dracula told me to do this 
You know what I mean? I'm just sitting around with nothing on my bottom half, completely nude. Dracula actually told He's me. He's Winnie the Pooh in it. He's Winnie the Pooh in it all day long. Um, and Keanu Reeves, I think, yeah, so Keanu Reeves, his performance in this film is, is one that's um, kind of criticised. It's probably the main thing that's criticised about this um, film, as far as I'm aware, anyway, for for all the years of knowing, of sort of knowing about this film and seeing this film. And I think he does... He doesn't need to do much more because I think Jonathan Harker of all the characters is probably the character who's like fleshed out the least by the script. Yeah, he's kind of just there for a bit and then gets abandoned <laughs> and then comes back into it later. I think I, to be fair, Ben, two wrongs don't make a right, and he does, he does cheat first, but I think he also has the hardest journey back. Um, yeah, <laughs> and but he um... does cheat. But like, are we supposed to think that he's not? Like he's is against his will essentially. Like he's being um glamoured. Is that? Oh, anything? I don't know. I've seen, I've seen enough talk shows. Ben, of course he'd say that. Oh, <laughs> I've only got to be glamoured. Oh, they've got they've been hypnotised me. I've been noshed off by three vampires. It's a Jedi mind trick, isn't it? My nipple got. <laughs> what happened to it? It's such a such a nipple close up. Um. I can't Such believe we've a... not even done this yet. Sorry, I feel like I've we've we've flying all over the place. I didn't even do the the ratings. Um... Oh my goodness! So that was my fault for going into it. I tell you what, we'll come back to that. So pause right now. That was the prologue. So Dracula goes bloody hell, and then four hundred years later. But before that, but before that, tell me, about, tell me about the ratings. Sorry, yeah. So it's got seven point four on IMDb, seventy eight percent critic score, seventy nine percent audience score. That's good. 3.6 on Letterbox. The reason it made me remember remember this is because this was the first review I write down. All you need to know is that there is like a 30 second close up shot of Keanu Reeves' nipple being licked. I wonder if it's a real nipple or a uh, a stunt nipple. There's definitely a stunt nipple later when Dracula goes, "Yeah, I have a have some blood at me." Yeah. So um, they, might have, they might have they might have got a job lot on fake nipples. Four, three and a half stars that was Kat who wrote that review Matt Lynch says a truly beautiful sex panic phantasmagoria and an unheralded analog technical spectacle four and a half stars that's a good review uh, Maria says legend has it that Keanu Reeves and Rio, Rino, Winona Ryder actually turned into vampires as they haven't aged since three and a half stars um, and Krista says imagine being cucked by Dracula four and a half stars I reckon Dracula is one of the most likely people to cook a person. Yeah, exactly. I think his powers. Cucked, if you're going to be cucked by anyone, be cucked by someone who could murder you within like a second. You could rip your throat out. You could snap you in, in half like a twiglet. Yeah, imagine that though, because we've seen what Dracula gets up to in the bedroom. Worse if you walk in, absolutely been gone to town on by a big wolfman. By a big hairy wolfman. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Horrible. Uh, um, so, yeah, sorry, getting back to the plot, as we said. Yeah, um, you were talking about um, the Keanu yeah, Reeves and the criticism. I think, is it like, mostly his accent that gets criticised? I, I think his accent a bit, because really, he is kind of just doing the Keanu Reeves, because we don't we don't know Keanu Reeves well for like being these big, over-the-top characters. He is kind of just doing his thing, and I think it might be the accent, you know, it's the sort of English accent, and the fact he's kind of just got one look on his face pretty much the whole time to the point where I was like, does he even know that like, I he didn't react in any way. Every time Dracula did something relatively spooky, he never like went bloody hell, what's going on here? Like when he was crawling up a wall or crawling down a wall, he just, he looked as if 
he was just watching him walk through walk through the front door. He's a legal professional. You gotta be you gotta be able to face the unknown. Is it because he he's just looking at it from a well that's ever so strange. Incredibly yeah, bizarre. I uh I I know that legitimately like he it doesn't sound like people sound I don't know, I didn't live in the eighteen hundreds. Maybe that's what people did sound like, but um I kind of love it. I kind of love it. The bit where he does get a little bit cross with Dracula. He's like, now, listen here. I say, uh, I've been chased by a blooming monster through a, through a fire. <laughs> I've had quite enough of this. Can I just can I just go home, please? He goes, no, you shan't. You'll stay here. Write three letters. You'll stay uh, here for bloody ever. And stay here. And by the way, don't go sleeping anywhere else in the castle. What does he immediately do? Goes out and before you know it, so, off. so he does say like you got to stay here for a month, doesn't he? And then obviously, Jonathan Harker writes to his um, fi- fiance. Yeah, I guess I guess we'll get to it. So we see them, we see them leaving in the first. So this is Jonathan Harker goes, and we're like this just before we get to the bit where we see him. I like how it leans into the like epistolary nature of um, the original story. Those anyone who hasn't read the book of Dracula, and it's been a long time since I have. Yeah. Um, the book is entirely constructed of um, documents. It's like playing a Resident Evil game and finding the files, right? There's excerpts yeah. from diaries. There's letters between characters. So it's entirely told, or at least it is entirely told, right? There's no. I'm pretty sure it is. Yeah. There's no bits where it's like, and then this just happened in a normal <laughs> yeah. direct narrative. Got to fill in the blanks here. Uh, and um, then so all done, got licked. Yeah. So it's all done in in this uh, epistolary sort of document style. And I like how we get that lean to it, you know, where Dracula's sending him a letter while we see Keanu Reeves. It's a good way to pass the time. We see him on his travels between London and Romania saying, now, when you come to this country, you'll get, and it's like, you should have known he was bad. He was doing the Dracula voice when he was reading the letter. <laughs> <laughs> You've written this should in a known, spooky mate. voice. Have known. Um, and he gets picked up by a cabin and a big long armed dogman pulls him oh, into the yeah. carriage. That's weird. I, that was freaky, wasn't it? I, I wanted to see more from that. Um, yeah, very And creepy. then he gets chased by wolves through the through the thing. And then it's, it's like the, the castle. Dracula has like a like a force field or an ethereal glow. It might just be the yeah. effects of the time. Yeah, maybe. Maybe that's what it was like in Transylvania. It was all, market, all like that. Kind of reminded me a bit of like the opening of um, Beauty and the Beast, Disney yeah. version. It was a bit like that and it definitely had that sort of vibe especially when we get into the love story as well and i know of course dracula is very much its own thing but again maybe it's just because i'm very familiar with the versions from like hammer horror and how how the how the characters portrayed in other things like it was i think this film does a really good job of yeah humanizing him and you could say well dracula doesn't need to be humanized but like i think at its very essence especially the the key elements of the story are based on him Want in to find his girlfriend, reincarnated girlfriend. Does he? Does he expect his girlfriend to be reincarnated, or is he? I think he seems quite surprised. He sees when a he photo, sees doesn't he? He sees a photo. Oh, he does see the photo. Yeah. yeah he so when he the sees photo, a photo, and he goes, "Hang on a minute, who's this?" And Jonathan Harker says, "Keep keep your eyes to yourself. That is my fiance." And Dracula says, "That's when he goes right, write three letters that say you're going to be. If I write these three letters, are you going <laughs> to use them to?" For it to take a while to be discovered that I've been captured and being held prisoner because I've been slurped off by your vampire mates. No, 
I just want you for because you're going to be ever so busy with the legal paperwork I've got you to do buying Carfax yeah. Abbey. Um, that you just write these three letters now. Honestly, get them all done at once. Like doing your homework before you. You're not going to see anything interesting here. You're going to have nothing to tell her. Just write three letters. Um, <laughs> and he goes, all right, then. And then he checks them. He's like, yeah, now things are going to get weird. Yeah. Um, and with the with the brides, the free brides that feed upon him, how come he doesn't turn into a vampire, Jonathan Harker? Is it because, because he doesn't drink doesn't their, drink their blood. blood? So, so they're just like the... draining him to keep him weak. And by draining him, I mean his blood. Yeah. I mean... It does look like, like it. It is exactly that. It does. Look, he looks ever so withered. He's been <laughs> wanked off with an inch of his life, <laughs> and he's had his blood sucked out. I've got nothing left to give. I've got nothing left to give. I'm puffing dust. What's yeah, it I mean, we we've all we've all been there, Ben. We've all been there when it's been. <laughs> it's been a busy night. You've been you you've exerted yourself too much. You get up the next day and you've got you've got white hair and you can't walk properly <laughs> after, it kept after changing the... in shots as well though did it not yeah at some yeah. point he looked like he had white white hair he looked like kilroy silk <laughs> sometimes yeah, sometimes he's got like a white stripe like rogue yeah. other times he looks like tony hart he's been like <laughs> <laughs> absolutely slurped dry by these vampires and, then, literally, and he's walking thinks... in with a cane for just a little bit when he first gets back to oh, london he's, he's like oh to be fair, I do not blame Mina Harker at all. I'd be all over Gary Oldman. Gary Oldman. Or so especially than... before, especially after you find out he's been being noshed off by those vampires for literally months. For literally months, yeah. Well, where have you been for three months? I've basically been um having a foursome for three months. And you know, sometimes time gets away from you, doesn't it? Like does <laughs> uh... it does. And the only way to recover was to go and like be nursed back to health by nuns. By oh, nuns. That's the opposite. Right banging at the door going, I've overdone it, please. You need the opposite of that. That's like <laughs> if you've been drinking, drinking for like, I don't know, a couple of a couple of weekends straight, you go, oh this weekend I'm gonna have a nice big like detox, gonna have a Just juice crackers. Go- Cracker's gonna have a juice, go to a spa or something. That's what he's done. He's been wanked off solidly for a couple of months, and he's gone. Get me to the nunnery. Oh, we just read me some really not even the interesting ones, the most boring Bible stories you've got, please. Not, yeah, I don't want anything sexy. No, Joseph and the Technicolor Dreamcoat is too exciting. Yeah, I don't reckon. Don't, don't sing, have to look let at my people woman. go and things like that. Just what's the just. The most boring stories, please. <laughs> Tell the one, no, not the one where Jesus tipped over all their market stalls. That's too exciting. <laughs> What's a boring one? It's boring. <laughs> <laughs> Get the boring ones on. Um, um but yeah, while, while I, I guess that that's yeah. a bit that, that's a bit later. But that's the Jonathan Harker story for a little while. So, but did you recognise any of the brides? So, I, one was played by uh, Monica Bellucci. I was going to say it's Monica Bellucci in there. Monica Bellucci, she was one. She was, and again, he's just like chilling in the bed, and she just appears between his legs from out out of the thing, topless. And yeah, she's the like... one that sort of emerges from the silky covers, eh? Yeah, and it's and you know it's, it's pretty good, like the, the sort of creepy them on the wall walking backwards, and like vamp and Dracula when he comes in, like floating and that floating and angry. And obviously that scene oh, where we see him. You think they're the going to kill? They think they're going to kill him at first, where he bollocks him. Yeah, he says, like, he goes, he's mine. Don't fucking kill him. He's mine. Eat this baby, will you? Oh, my God. Yeah. Jesus, I forgot about that bit. Yeah. That's brutal. He goes, 
Oh, I can't Where'd stay mad at from? you. Here, I have a baby. Where'd he get a baby from? He seemed to pull it out from like one po- from a he's pocket. He's popped off down the town, hasn't he? He's popped off down the town. What to the baby shop? Well, he's, that's what he's done. That's why he's not in where they can uh, capture him because right, you see okay. him crawling down the wall. He's going right. He's opened, he's opened the pantry door. <laughs> opened the pantry door and he gone ready out of babies. Better <laughs> it down the town before that the car shuts. So they all just like they all like devour the baby essentially we obviously yeah. don't see it happen but it's it's we do see um jonathan harker's reaction which is big old scared scream yeah <laughs> you can't blame him can you i think I, I he's shouting for all the reasons first he's shouting because they're all over him and then he's like dracula comes in and tells him off and how then could you... the baby i felt so many emotions get... how could you get in the mood again knowing that those three eating a baby They'd be all over you again in a couple of hours. You'd be like, ah, I just can't. I just can't. You're going to have to brush your teeth or something. Because I, <laughs> I just can't. I can't get in the mood. All I'm I thinking can't. about is what you did with that baby. What if I What if I emerge from the bedding again? Could try you it. Can, you can try it. Could try it. We'll see what happens. But I might not be able to muster anything. <laughs> yeah. And then, you know, they, they ruin it because then they're like, oh, Starting to work, he's getting back into it, and they're going to go, Come on, baby. Oh, come on, but don't say that. You just reminded me of the baby I saw you eating. Uh, um, I mean, uh, to be honest, it's yeah. a wonder. I, I mean, I'm not, I'm not trying to be too bold here, Ben, and go, I'm built different. I, I, I'd definitely be on top of this because you know, these, uh, these are these are tricky, these vampires have got all sorts of powers. I'm not sure I would, you know, uh, I'd like to think at least that I'd be a little bit too suspicious to trustingly lie down on a bed that an invisible voice is going, here, have a lie down on this bed, after I've just seen literal upside-down rats and... Oh, yeah, upside-down rats. Yeah, upside down rats. This and is why knowing I was, I was captured in this thing. And when the creepy man said, "Don't go sleeping anywhere else in this house," I reckon because I'm too much of a rule follower. Ben, on days when it's like, "Oh, the pavement's a bit, for the rules." When when a pavement is a bit uh, covered in puddles and I'm out on a run and I have to run on the road, as soon as I can get back on the path, Ben, I'm on it. Even if it's even if it's less convenient, man. I'd be the same. When if Dracula, even if it's a creepy man, I said, "Don't go going out here." Yeah. That's why his, I'm really I'm really confused by Jonathan Harker because he doesn't seem phased by anything. He doesn't seem like that's creepy floating towards me or like I don't know doing a Batman vanish out of, out of the room or crawling down the wall. I don't I'm not phased by that. Or making a mirror smash by being cross with it. Yeah. <laughs> don't love that. Um so yeah essentially while Jonathan Harker is stuck in Dracula's castle Dracula decides to go to England, and this is obviously when we get the classic um, boat, the classic boat trip. Oh um, yeah, you could pause made... the film here and go and watch Last Voyage of the Demeter. Good, you could. So Last Voyage of the De- Demeter, um, which obviously chronicles this this sort of because tr- it's a bloody long trip, isn't it? It's a long way round. Ages, ages. It's a bloody long way round, and obviously he's kipping in. Kipping in his his boxes of dirt and stuff, and I guess that's how he how and why he's becoming rejuvenated and sort of de aging. I yep. guess and he's de aging, chowing down on the crew oh, as well, isn't he? Talking of de aging, I'm sorry to pull this 
I'm sorry to pull this completely, completely um ridiculous an analogy, not analogy, um story for you in. My dad told me the other day that he's watched a new Indiana Jones. This is true. Oh, I see. And he went, Yeah, bloody hell though. He was young in the start, so he must have started it years ago. <laughs> and I went, That's that that they've made him look young with, with CGI. Dad, they didn't start filming it forty years ago and go. Okay, right. You know the what? rest of this film isn't set for forty years, so put this on later. I was like, you please tell me you didn't think that. And and usually when I realised my dad did think that is when he, he kind of just looks down. <laughs> anyway, that doesn't happen. He doesn't really look that, that old. He just de-ages because he's been in the dirt and drinking, I guess, drinking blood. Um, it's a weird one because the last voyage of Demeter, I'm thinking he must, he, he's obviously killing some people, but he's got he only kill a few because the boat still needs to run. Get, get him to England. Well, they crash the boat into the the boat turns up abandoned yeah, i think yeah, you see a little newspaper right. clipping of it um because he's basically going song. for this is the like the the most effort anyone's gone to for a booty call ever yeah Not like a last minute booty call oh, come around oh, i suppose i'm out you're out should we just go home to get none of that this is like <laughs> i'm just gonna travel for i'm assuming weeks on end weeks on end having just seen a picture Having just seen a picture of it, could be it could be the original catfish in eighteen ninety seven. Someone's touched up that picture, or she just got they've just got a picture of someone else. Yeah, or, or it's just a really good day for her. a good angle, a good day. It was a good hair and makeup day. Um, she was looking great. Uh, she, looking I mean, literally, fresh. photos were hard to get then. That would have been a professional photography job. Could have been fifteen years ago. <laughs> yeah, couldn't it? She could, she, he could, he could turn up, and she could, she could look like him, like he did earlier with his hair. Yeah. And, I mean, of course, that photo, that, that photo was before the accident. <laughs> yeah. Um. So yeah, obviously he travels there, and then pretty much as soon as he gets to England, we see like a interesting little POV of him running around the streets of. I tell you what, is it all? Yeah, it's like filmed on like a cinefilm camera, right? With the really high frame rate. Yeah, I like that though. Like... I think a lot when I see that in some films, like of I don't want to say this era, but maybe like early two thousands, I go, oh, that's a bit. Doesn't look so great. This, I think, it looks good. So, where, so where are they supposed to be? Like in the UK, London, I guess, because that's is where London. everything is. They get to London, um, but I tell you what, oh, it is London, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, of course. You mean. Things that are ever so good, Ben, like the little cine film recording that was happening. You know what's not ever so good? Go on. The bloody security at London Zoo. <laughs> oh, my God, yeah. That wolf literally just walks out. <laughs> yeah. I can't imagine it. What's that? A wolf? Oh, I, I, I ain't going to try and stop it. Who knows what's going to happen to me? Well, see you it's, later. <laughs> but it's literally, you see the video of the wolf going, I've come to realise in my time at this zoo that I am thin enough to just walk through these bars. <laughs> yeah. Always gone. I haven't been eating very well. I can now fit through these bars. See you later. Yeah. Unfortunately, what's happened is the zookeeper have coordinated. They've, you've set the bars for lion, haven't you? Big lion. It's a little thin wolf. We can get through them. So what, what, what is the relevance of the zoo stuff as well? Cause the wolf escapes. And then when, Bodies start turning up that Dracula's killed. Everyone just assumes it was the wolf that. Oh, that wolf on it? Yeah, the as Dracula made the wolf escape, so he's got someone to blame. He's him right up, didn't he? He's basically just happens quite a bit in stories, doesn't it? That vampires or sometimes ghosts 
seem to want to frame someone for their crimes, even though they cannot ever be captured or done for them. Yeah, like what's going to happen? No one's going to arrest Dracula. Like he can literally turn into vapor. Yeah, you know who's the worst. You know who's the worst for that? Toby, that demon from um, Paranormal Activity. Oh yeah. Always framing someone. Always framing. Leave everyone alone. Stop dragging everyone through the mud. Why not just let the police go? Oh, it's a mystery. He can turn <laughs> into vapor. He can turn into. Oh, he can turn into rats. That's a great shot, by the way. We'll get into that. But yeah, the the turning into rats is brilliant. It's a brilliant shot. Yeah. If you um, can turn into one of the things Dracula turns into, Ben, only one. Well, like an anamorph. Yeah, but only one. Of, only the ones oh. that he do. So you can do bat, vapor, wolf. Batman or multiple rats? I reckon Vapor because that could get you in and out of many difficult situations. Yeah. I think Vapor's the best one. If I was if I could... difficult situation into a good situation. If I could if I could turn into Vapor, I'd step out in front of cars all the time. <laughs> yeah. I got you. <laughs> Just turn think... into Vapor. Wolf. Wolf. Pretty hideous. Bat, pretty hideous. Doesn't look like he can move very well either. He kind of looks a bit, oh, bloody hell. Uh, the rats, I can kind of understand, but I always worry about things like that when you turn into loads of things. If one of you goes missing, does that mean when you turn back into a human, you've got a foot missing or something? You're a bit smaller. <laughs> You're a little bit smaller. I wish I was a little bit s- smaller. I wish I was a rat man. Um, but yeah, Turning so into guess... loads of rats would be good. It would be good, but I think Vapor for just the ease of yeah, things. you can teleport yourself right like, into Winona Ryder's bedroom. Can I just, I just turn into bedroom, vapor, go out on a windy day, and just go on holiday? The wind <laughs> will just take me, and I end up <laughs> only where the wind's going. Though. Yeah, that's true. I can't be, I can't be fussy. It's like I'm going on a <laughs> one of those cheap holidays where you get <laughs> some sort of coupon for it. Well, I don't know where it's going to be. Uh, Twenty, like a three pound holiday from the newspaper, and it's yeah, exactly. like, uh... and you go to Pontins. But in a worse place to the one that you live. Way worse. I've actually done that before. I went to I went to a Pontins and it was not saying council estates are bad, but let's just say it was like a bad council estate. <laughs> it was the horrific. Appli- when you fill in the form for the free holiday, it's actually like an army application paper. Yeah. Oh, gonna send you somewhere sunny. Oh, this oh. sounds lovely. How long are you there for? Till the war's over, unfortunately. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Bloody hell. Um, um, so, so, well, what, what about you? Of all those things, what would you turn into? Wolfman. It's hard to, it's hard to beat the vapor. I think I would just step out in front of cars all the time. Yeah. Only people I didn't like. Just step oh, out yeah. in front of the car, you just turn to vapor, and then you could rematerialize on the passenger seat, being like, "Oh yeah, oh bloody hell, mate, you want to be careful? You want to be careful, mate? You do, bloody hell, you're a, a mug." Um, so. Yeah, Dracula vapor, and then up... maybe, and then maybe rats, because rats would be rats real good. Second. Turn into loads of rats, and the very fact you could still be in a big coat. Yeah, you still go to the cinema, be fine. You'd uh... call people all the time. You'd turn your back to someone and go, "Yeah, come here a minute." And then when they came over, <laughs> attack me with a shot of rats just falling out. Yeah. Uh, so Dracula takes up residence at Carfax Abbey, and essentially his whole shtick from now on is to essentially try and seduce um mina chatting up mina chatting up she's not on her own because you know mina's got this is while dracula was on his way over um we meet uh introducing sadie frost as mina's mate lucy oh yeah i tell Um, you what you know not to 
not to shame anyone for their for their sexual proclivities, Ben. <laughs> but, um... <laughs> a thousand blossoms blue, as far as I'm concerned. She is leading everyone on and ditching them within seconds. I know. That... So they have that little scene where they go, "Oh, it's you, Quincy," and like straight away. Honestly, you thought old Jonathan Harker, Keanu Reeves himself, was getting seduced hard a few minutes ago. Yeah. Second, she walks over to old Quincy. He's like, he's like the cowboy character. Yeah. Then he's like, all right, Quincy, let's have a look at it. It's, let's have a touch of it, will you? It's so big and hard. Oh, yeah. And he's like, and he's like doing like a, he's like, like a Kenneth Williams fan. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, then she whips out a big Bowie knife that he's literally. Yeah. If he was an action figure, he would always have that. What a great knife. Like a big knife that she that he's got on him all the time. And then he's literally there for a second and it looks like he's about to say, Oh, do you want to be my girlfriend? But then she goes, Oh, hang on a minute. Old Dr. Seward is here and he's just tripped just over a polar bear. Oh yeah, bloody hell. And she goes, a, Oh, made a right dick of himself. and then she goes, Oh, what a naughty bear. Come on then. And then literally she's only just got him over there. And there's not it's not like abandoned him, uh, Quincy, to go and talk to Dr. Stewart. Has literally got him to come and pretty much sit on the other guy's lap. Yeah. Uh, and then the third she knows guy, what she's doing. the Dread Pirate Roberts, has turned has turned up. Oh, yeah, of course. Um, From... What's his name? Lord Arthur Holmwood? Is that you, me? Lord Arthur Holmwood. Yeah, he's turned up. Yeah. Oh. So this is all like our, our other. They are like free heroic characters, I guess, um, who are introduced. Um, yeah, and obviously they, they've got a bigger part to play later on in the movie. <laughs> I love it how they basically become a revenge squad. Yeah, basically it does become like a revenge squad. Yeah, you are our Lucy. We're all in love with Lucy equally. How that's dare what I love, you? That's what I love. Lucy was based on, you know. Yeah. All exactly. those lads that love Lucy. Dr. Jack Seward, we do see him. He works in the um the what? He works in Buddy Silent Hill. He works see in all his men Hill. that he's got there. He's got old Q bed. Even the the Q beds are like the prison guards. I thought yeah. the Q beds were like people who were gonna be um like kept there. Like have this cube on your head, that's sort you right. Um and yeah, that's where Renfield is staying. And when he's like, Renfield, everything all right, mate? And Renfield's like, I've just made a lovely delicious meal out of all of these bugs. Uh, and he's like, give us a cat, will you? And you're like, oh yeah. I give don't reckon I will. A nice big cat. Big juicy cat. And you're like, that sounds very wrong. Um, and yeah, Renfield bites him as well. But obviously this this, this isn't vampire related. Should have put stuff. a Q-bed on him. Should have put a Billy Q-bed on him. Exactly. I don't think they had any, did they? He ran out. <laughs> Use them all on the Q-beds. That you guys are... But I feel like if that, like, Dr. Seward could have had the best like army against Dracula and all of his boys later on because yeah. he could have just brought all of his various various Q-beds various he's characters like... he's got the Q-beds he's got the one with the hose he's got the people with really long arm straight jackets where they're like tied to the ceiling this is like Arkham Asylum slash 12 Monkeys slash um, I don't know it's, pre- it's pretty it's pretty bleak um, yeah yeah, Mental health a... treatment was not what it was, what it is today, everybody. No. It's awful. Whack a yeah. cube on your head, put these special gloves on so you can't bite your nails. Yeah. There's a scene where we see Dracula in the street. Um, so he can walk, he, he can exist in the daylight, right? Yeah. Anthony Hopkins, the narrator, tells us a bit about this. He goes, oh, by the way, um, you might have heard that Dracula can come out in the only in the nighttime. 
he doesn't like it as much, but it's fine actually. He can come out in the day if he wants. That's it. Are we just supposed to believe to so just him or all vampires all, or all vampires? But I guess he's the main one. He's got tiny little sunglasses on, so um, he'll be all right. And he got and he got a hat on. He takes that hat off. Plus, it looks a bit gloomy in London at this yeah, point. Yeah, all the sun. smog in it. All very smoggy. Um, yeah. So he tries to. There's a bit where he's watching Mina, and he says, "See me now." And she does kind of look around, and I oh. now remind me, Ben. Does he? Does he say that? Hear me now. See me now. Does he say that? Because previously, is it when he first gets to London that he has had a nosh of Lucy and um. They've yeah, both been having dreams right. about him as they arrive because that's another yeah. one of his powers. That's right. Um, so I think that I think him getting Lucy is a little bit before this. Yeah, you're right. So she so... nips out. Uh, so Lucy's been doing some sleepwalking in like a sexiest nineties. Yeah, and sort um, of giggling. Yeah, goes out into like the hedge maze, which everyone had in in those days. Yeah. Uh, she's just got engaged. Actually, she's made a decision. She's going to marry the Lord. Yeah, uh, the Dread Pirate Roberts. Um, and next thing you know, this film does have like almost a dreamlike quality of some bits. Like I think the setup yeah. is very done quite this meticulously. And then it, as it gets on, it accelerates more and more mm-hmm. as we get towards the end. Uh, but at this point, we've accelerated ever so slightly. And before you know it, Lucy is now engaged and then she's out wandering the, uh, the garden in a sexy red nighty and... Mina it's like, goes out it's like Dracula has Dracula has like sort of um, hypnotically seduced her to come outside to like so he can get her essentially, isn't it? Yeah. Um, and he does it in his sexiest form, which is hairy, hairy wolfman beastman. Big hairy wolfman, and Mina sort of looks out and sees her being um, absolutely ravaged on a convenient gravestone. Yeah. Um, by the wolfman, he looks at it and goes, uh, "Don't quite, see me." Uh, quite and... embarrassing, actually, that you've that you've seen this happen. So, actually, don't for, just forget this. He's got a little men in black. Yeah, style. He, Professor X is there and says, "Right, you can't actually see. You can't see John Cena's there. He like does that, and he's gone." <laughs> um, see you later. So then, maybe when he meets her in the street, that's because he's undoing that. So you can see me now, if you like. Yeah. Oh, okay. So he's like, "This is me undoing the spell in this moment." Okay. Yeah. yeah. So essentially, what he does is he bites and and he bites Lucy and makes him makes her feed from him as well. Is that right? Is that how is that how it happens, or is it just because he's bitten her? Yeah. So basically, um, I think the reason between like if uh, if a vampire bites you in this version of the mythology, if the if a if a Dracula bites you you can just be reaped poorly and you can die from it. Mm. But if you also drink their blood, yeah. then that's you a vampire. I know. It's like it's like zombies, these vampires are. Sometimes a little bit of a bite, sometimes it's a scratch. Sometimes look at you the wrong way and you'll turn into one. But sometimes in this turn one, into vapor and just go down your throat. I think I think in this one it appears that if they've been having a slurp of you, that's all right. It'll make you poorly, but it won't turn you into a vampire. But if you have just a little dash of them, if you bite some, if you have some of their blood, that's how you turn into a vampire. 
You have to have both. You have to have both, exactly, yeah. Which is weird, isn't it? It's kind of like the inconsistency. Is I guess strange. we see it quite a bit, right? Is that how it happens in certainly your favourite vampire franchise, Underworld, right? A, a werewolf bites you, that's something. But a vampire, you've got to have a little bit of their blood. Yeah, I think so. It's a bit like that. I think usually with these things, whatever the plot needs, the plot gets, yeah. isn't it? So he does at some point, I'm not sure if it's initially or just a bit later, also... He does it in a nasty way to Lucy, though, because he has a little speech to her later on, because I curse you, actually, to always be after a bit of blood. Yeah. Um, bit mean-spirited. But, you know, sometimes breakups turn nasty. And she Very was a bit of a... Yeah. He's kind of, she's the first person he's met in a new country. He's just getting himself settled, and he hasn't really got things together with um, with Mina yet. Um I mean, Mina has the moral high ground because even though she does get into an affair with what she thinks of as like a sweet prince, she calls him a sweet prince. A sweet prince, yeah. Exactly. Oh, I guess she doesn't know that Jonathan Harker's been having constant foursomes with with vampires. No, women. she doesn't. She's got no reason to know, has she? Well, he hasn't written for a while. So, you know, there's that. He hasn't written for a while yet. It's it's essentially the um the equivalent of being left on red or yeah. MSN Messenger. They've not been logged in for ages. Yeah, so she doesn't know what she's doing about it. Um, Dracula does, and I guess he is a bit magic. So he comes along and says, "Oh, see me now." She says, "Oh, I was just looking for the cinema." Actually, he says, "Oh, convenient enough, that's just been invented." So should we go? Um, and they go to the cinemas. And he goes, "Bloody hell." I've seen train coming towards camera. I'm never going to be so scared again. Um, yeah. And unfortunately, they are more scared by that. Well, actually, Dracula does get a bit impatient and he goes, right, actually, I am going to bite you now. I've got you. But then, obviously, he uses her power, his powers, so she's a bit helpless. Um, but then, is it that she's crying? She's upset? And he goes, oh, Actually, I do. I I do like you. Actually, I'm not just gonna kill you or ravage you because I feel a bit mean. I feel a little bit mean, yeah. Exactly. So I shan't do that. And and in fact, what I'll do is the, then the wolf that escaped from the zoo he turns up, and uh, he speaks to it in in Dracula language, and it turns into a lovely nice dog. It doesn't turn into. It's just very nice. <laughs> it's just very nice. Yeah. What does he, he goes, do? He come on. Gets- He's like Come the dog on, whisperer. Have a stroke that, of him. It was that guy called the dog whisperer dude. He's basically like that. Caesar. Yeah, that's him. Is it Caesar Fernandez? That's last name. Possibly, yeah. Um, just whispers and goes, "If you mug me off in front of this lady, who I, who I really fancy, yeah, I'll be fuming. He and if you the, bite her, even worse, so I'll rip it." He does the dominance thing because the. Yeah, and he trains the and he trains the dog. The dog's ever so nice. Go on, give him a stroke. Actually, he thinks you're brilliant. Um, absolutely brilliant yeah. um, I guess there might it's... be a scene where Dracula like you know never filmed for the film, but like Dracula gets the keys to the city because he literally does tame this wolf in a in a cinema yeah He's, this wolf's going to kill everyone in the cinema oh, that, that guy tamed it didn't you see you think um, and obviously like as a specialist a man about town I reckon there should be scenes where loads of people like go hey every time they see him <laughs> it also feels like the stuff with Mina and 
Dracula essentially like falling falling for each other. Feels like a Craig David seven days scenario, doesn't it? Yeah. Met her in the street on Monday, took her to the cinema on Tuesday. We were drinking absinthe on Wednesday. We were drinking absinthe by Wednesday. The green fairy thing, whatever it is, where you drip it onto a lovely cube lovely, of sugar. Lovely lump of sugar. Yeah. Hard to come by in those days. Yeah. We were making love by Thursday? At least. At least Thursday. Waltzing. We were waltzing by Thursday, and on late Thursday, we were making love, maybe. Yeah. Um, by Thursday evening, for certain. And, you know, this... It's a different time, Ben. You know, you could get married to someone after you've been for two walks, Ben. <laughs> First yeah. walk, exchange names. Second, Second walk, walk, establish that you've got something in common. Did you enjoy that walk? Yes. So that did I. That was a lovely walk, that was. What do you um, have to do to pass I propose time? marriage. I propose marriage. There we go. Um, does he propose, propose marriage? He doesn't. He's having no. a lovely time just dancing with her, and yeah. don't wanna, just... you don't want to rush it, does he? I mean, I mean, I know it's moving fast, but he doesn't want it. He's got three brides at home; don't need a fourth. Yeah, he's got paperwork to do. Thankfully, he's got a solicitor that's at home. But then, all of those good plans come to ruins because Jonathan Harker. We have a little bit of a flashback to him. He's going, oh, blood! I don't know. He got the re- the energy to write in his diary. He's like written like, <laughs> dear diary. <laughs> Dear diary, I'm bloody knackered. These vampires have been noshing me off for days. I ain't got no strength left. Last thing I might try. This might be the last thing I write, actually. I might jump out window. I can um, barely lift the pen. When we see him tr- like escaping and he goes, like it's the most precarious escape ever. It's literally on a hor- the thinnest ledge over the highest drop. And then he just drops into the river. And that killed Elizabeta at the start, and this seems to be absolutely fine. Well, you've got to think about it, Ben. Like those sort of, you know, those late eighteen hundred sort of Victorian era. Brittle bones. You could have you could have a stressful week and die. Yeah, that's true. You could have a stressful week and have you've got two choices: go to the seaside and live there and take about six months <laughs> yeah, to get yeah, better. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or if you have just like a drop more stress. That's it. And you'll fall fall into an org and die. Things aren't absolutely great health-wise, but I reckon Jonathan Harker, he's he's had a fairly easy life so far, I reckon. Yeah. He's done done his solicitor's training, and then he's had a about, I don't know, a month, eight weeks of being slurped off by, by vampires that's left him all withered. He's been slurped off now to last him a lifetime. It, yeah, you don't need to be slurped off ever again, and I like it how we're using slurped off now in its literal sense, whereas usually we lo- we use it in its as just to be of... like dragged off the screen. Yeah, <laughs> he's he's had all his precious fluids drained by horrible, not horrible, <laughs> no, not horrible. Well, horrible, <laughs> I guess horrible, <laughs> morally horrible, morally horrible, not horrible to look at, but still they're biting you and drinking your blood, which I can't imagine is pleasant. Unless you're into that, of course. Yeah. Um, but not too much. Certainly not too much. Too much of anything, Ben. Too much of anything is a bad thing. Yeah. If you really loved too much chicken nug- chicken nuggets or jelly babies or whatever, you could nuggies. Still, you could still you could still have enough. That's true, actually. Because sometimes you get a box of twenty chicken nuggets and you think that's far too many. You fly for them. Yeah, that's fly what you do. Different dips, though, isn't it? 
Oh yeah, it's like a different thing. Dips. Um, <laughs> the, the nuggets are just a medium for the sauce. <laughs> All this time, Lucy is like slow. Her health's deteriorating. Her behavioural changes uh, are sort of happening, and her for- former suitors, Quincy and Doctor Seward, along with her fiance, decide to summon Doctor Abraham Van Helsing. And by summon, I don't mean like <laughs> speak his name into the wind. Send, um, send him a telegraph. Doctor Seward is like. He knows him, and he's like an expert in strange illnesses and diseases. So he's like, let's get him involved um, and find what happens. And and and, a- and Abraham Van Helsing is the second appearance of uh, Anthony Hopkins. Yeah, and he's given a cool lecture at like a thing where people do like it's like a surgeon's version of like a beat poetry thing, except instead of when someone does a good poem, everyone doesn't like click their fingers; they like <laughs> knock on the table. Yay, that was a bloody great thing you just said. Um, he yeah. lets a bat bite him. He's like, this bat, all this stuff, mate, you ever so poorly. He's like, oh, let it bite me. That's that's how it would happen. That's how it would happen. But I'm immune to it because I'm a legend. Um, yeah, and he, pretty, he, he turns up and it's not long before he says he recognises Lucy as like the victim of a vampire. He never says vampire. He kind of... Well, as soon as he gets there. Vampire. And like Dr. Seward's like losing loads of blood. I don't know what it is. He goes, What's that, What's that orgasmic screaming coming from upstairs? Hang on. <laughs> All very sexual, the screaming in this one. You can't tell her whether someone's having an horrible time or a nice one. It's confusing sometimes, yeah. Obviously, none of these people like got kids have to be quiet about this kind of stuff. <laughs> Like, or neighbors. So she's on the she's on the a, proper wind a, up a, as well, Lucy. Like she lets she lets Arthur Homer get close to her, and, or, or is it? It might be Doctor Seward actually, and she like pops her boob out and like says, "Come a little bit close." Have you noticed as well? Have you noticed this? You know, like when any female vampire tries to like seduce a male a male person in this film, they go for it immediately, no matter who they are or what the ramifications would be. Yeah. Of doing it. Anytime anyone leans in for a kiss, like um, it happens with Mina and Van Helsing. Anytime anyone leans in for a, for a kiss, they go, all right, then you convinced me. Whoa, let's get involved. <laughs> yeah, not only morally, that's, that, that person, like, like you would surely know. It's like the vampire playbook. It's the vampire, especially Van Helsing. I think, come on, Van Helsing, you must, you must know. But it feels like everyone's just so repressed in terms of their sexuality that the moment anyone shows any sort of inkling of interest they're like what the hell yeah hell yeah, yeah. let's yeah. do it again not trying to suggest that i'm built differently ben or i'm immune to any of the biological shortcomings of anyone else but i just feel in a world of vampires that are going to use that as a trick for you the second anyone said anything even slightly flirtier than usual i'd whack a jesus wafer on the head like he does just to be sure <laughs> Because there's no a Jesus. I thought it was a Jammy Dodger when he went no, <laughs> yeah. oh, Jammy yeah. Dodger raspberry flavor have that. <laughs> yeah, like, anything but that. Because especially if if they're not a vampire, it then matter. it's gonna be then it's gonna be fine. You can still eat that wafer biscuit afterwards. Yeah, and you could just say, "Oh, that's that's it. a fun that's a fun sexy thing I do." Like, uh, it's like a <laughs> it's like a food thing. You know, some people right strawberries there. and cream. Me, yeah. a Jesus way. Oh, you could just bless a tin of squirty cream, couldn't you? Say yeah, some yeah. prayers over it, and then good. if someone's getting a bit sexy at you, squirt the cream on them. 
If they are a vampire, burn them up. If they're not, say that's part of it. <laughs> it's part of it. Is it like it's like it, it sounds like it's the rules of like um drowning a witch all over again. If they drown, they're not a witch. <laughs> Is that the rules? Yeah, if they drown, they they were a good if, person. If they drown, they're not a witch. But now we just, that means we've drowned someone who's innocent. And if they don't drown, then they are a witch. So then we'll kill them. Right, yeah, burn them up. The opposite up. of drowning. Bloody hell! Yeah, um, <laughs> good old Matthew Hopkins. What he would have made it. Oh, that'd be. Tell you what, Ben. Matthew Hopkins versus Dracula. I don't reckon he'd fall for any of his tricks. Matthew Hopkins, a real bad man in real life. Everyone yeah. don't. But fictional Matthew Hopkins, played by yeah. Vincent Price. Yeah, exactly. He wouldn't have any of his tricks. No, none of them. He'd fuck him up. Second, um, he tried with his right stick pins in him. I was confused then. I thought you were talking about Anthony Hopkins. I'm like, hang on a minute. But yeah, yeah. Matthew Hopkins. I know you mean that. Um, so yeah, Mina, not long after this, Mina receives word from Jonathan, receives a letter from him. He's escaped the castle and he's recovering at a convent and he's gone, get yourself over to Romania to marry me, will you? There's a cheap flight on EasyJet. So I've sent you, I've sent you the details. Get and yourself over and the, marry me. She's into the affair though. She's like, oh, I can't. You must never know about the sweet prince that I've been dancing with, having affairs with. Yeah, pretty much says that, and writes a letter to Dracula saying, "I'm off to marry uh, my fiance. Um, we'll never see each other again." And Dracula is is I want to say fuming, but like he's genuinely heartbroken. He's genuinely upset and sad. Um, you would be fuming, wouldn't you? Because you'd be like, "I've come all all this way, and my plan has been." You'd be mad at mad at the brides. Yeah, what and he's little, job? and he's. Yeah, one job was to just keep slapping this guy up until I'd finished nicking his wife. And you let him out, and he's gone to the nun- nunnery as well. Absolutely fuming. The one place can't do anything about it, and he's set up loads of candles that he blows out by being so angry. It must have took him ages to light all those. Yeah. He <laughs> blows them all out. Make a yeah. wish! And he makes a wish every single one. He's in like an empty black room just full of candles, and he like powers up so much that they all blow out. Yeah. That's good there. He does like a big Dragon Ball Z shout, doesn't he? (laughs) Raging. (gasps) Okay, so now it says then then he goes and transforms Lucy into a vampire. So I think at this stage, Lucy has just been like drained by him. Yeah. And the others have been given her like blood transfusions and he keeps nipping back all the time there, doesn't he? Have a bit more out of her. Yeah, that's I think that's what's keeping her in that. Sorry, that's what we got sidetracked on when uh, Van Helsing first arrives. They hear the orgasmic screaming and he runs upstairs and they can't see him, but it looks yeah. like she's in the bed, like thrashing about and there's a trail of blood going out the window. Yeah, it's cool. A lot, a lot of these visuals are great. Like, um, yeah. Um, so yeah, he goes back and officially turns her into a vampire. <laughs> he goes, I officially make you a vampire. A vampire. And then she dies or dies in the eyes of um, everybody. But I think Van Helsing is pretty much convinced she's going to come back. And this is where we get the iconic her in the glass coffin with... Yeah, they uh, get the Snow White model, don't they? The Snow White model in, yeah, exactly. Um, With her in like this sort of big ruffled thing around her neck and like the... Dressed as like Queen Elizabeth. Dressed as Queen Elizabeth and she looks ever so pale. And I mean, it's an iconic look, I think, especially when she eventually does rise. It's a It's a good... It's an iconic look. I think when you think of like bride, a bride of Dracula, this is the look that pops into my head, even though she's not really officially a bride. Um, yeah, and 
Van Helsing is pretty straightforward. He goes to the the lads, the three former like uh, the three former suitors of yeah, uh, R- uh, rounds uh, up rounds up anyone who's ever had uh inkling that they're gonna get in Lucy Western yeah. Nars ancient knickers. I say he ancient puts knickers. he puts like he put he puts like a little post in the paper. Do you fancy? Or did you fancy? Did you ever fancy? Lucy? Yeah. With if little... so, meet me here at the graveyard this evening. Got something interesting to tell you. Her little, the little doily she's got on her head. Um, and vampires, as 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 we as we led to believe, they kids aren't off the menu, are they? We've seen a baby. To be honest, they're on the menu. They're on the menu. It's not they're not off the menu. They're on. I love the a menu. children's meal. Yeah, happy meal. Um, <laughs> do they get <laughs> so a free toy? Who knows? They, they get they um. Van Helsing straps us. Yeah, what I'm proposing we do is that we go to Lucy's tomb, um, whack something in her heart, stab her through the heart, and chop her head off. And yeah. I was like, "Nah, don't." Because he yeah, pretty much should, says, do, "I'm going to do an autopsy on her," and by autopsy I mean stab chop her, her head off in the heart and chop chop her head off. Um, and he says it with a very straight face. But when they get there to her tomb, he she's not open, even in. Open the crypt. Is it a crypt? Open the Thing. Open and the crypt. She's not in. Leave a card. Saying, sorry, sorry, we missed you. Sorry, we missed you. You're gone. But thankfully, she comes straight back. They all just sort of stand to the side while she's bringing a little kitty in. The little kitty, yeah. Um, um he brings they, the little. They kitty turn up in. just in time, if anything, don't they? Yeah, to stop him getting eaten up. Um. So yeah, what what happens? They essentially just. They they first turn up and she tries it on again. She goes to the what's the Lord's name that uh, that was her actual fiance, um, Lord Arthur. Yeah, Arthur. Homewood. Just, just come on, Arthur. Give us a snog, will you? Uh, yeah, I will. Missed you, you being dead and all that, and he he looks like he's going to go for it, but then Van Helsing goes, "Have oh, some bloody, bloody Jesus up." Yeah, he gives us some Jesus. And he like, makes her go to bed with Jesus. He's like, get in that coffin. Have a lie down. Go to sleep. <laughs> go um, to bed. And it's good. This shot is like reversed, isn't it? Where she vomits the blood all over him. But the, the shot where she gets back in the coffin is like reversed. So it's oh, like, was it her getting out of it? Goes, yeah. Reverse it. When he shows her shows her the crucifix and tells her to get back in the coffin, she, it's like against her will, she's like returning to the face. It's a really good like stylized yeah. shot. I really like And he's it. like almost doing like a almost like an exorcism right he's like forcing the bad spirit out of her um and then quincy this trusty bowie knife trusty bowie her. knife yep he sticks her and then they chop her head off job done job done and it's a good but a good chop of the head as well looks very iconic I this is it. kind of modeled you know when they do a uh a cripplingly sad Christmas Day episode on EastEnders, Ben. Yeah, and it's, it's Christmas like, Day, but and someone it's cut, is and it's die. cut in between like Billy Mitchell and Little Moa getting married, and one scene, and then it goes to Jamie Mitchell dying of like liver failure in hospital on the other one. It's well, like I li- that. I like how you've linked back to EastEnders because, of course, Gary Oldman's sister is Big Mo. It's Big Mo. Yeah, and it is that that's exactly the drama that that happens. So. Norma and Billy Mitchell were getting married ever such a lovely time, a.k.a. Um, Jonathan Harker and Mina. She's arrived there, 
and they are getting married in Romania. Yeah. Um, bit of trivia for you, Ben, that I read. Oh. Um, that um they performed that wedding ceremony scene that they filmed with an actual Greek Orthodox priest that they just went, Will you nice come and do this for us? Because obviously, you know the words, don't need an actor, you get a natural priest to do it. Yeah. Now, while they were not completely legally married, it was argued the fact that because they had a priest do it that Keanu Reeves and Winona Ryder may well be married in the eyes of They're God. They're actually married in the eyes of God. Did they go on to marry anyone after that? Are they uh, at least Greece God. Um, so the God of Greece understands that they are married and apparently the trivia suggests that to this day, Winona Ryder will sometimes text Keanu Reeves and say, Hey, hubby, and they're both hey, fine. Hubby. And they're both fine with it. They're both fine with it. It's fine in it. Oh, that's a fun little cute the story, isn't it? Yeah, it's lovely. Um, um I have no idea if there are either of them are married to anyone else. I'm not I think the exclamation Reeves, mark I think Hollywood did news. get married, but I think he does his wife pass away? I'm not sure. Maybe I've misremembered that. Um yeah. So you're thinking of Dracula there. I'm thinking of Dracula there, aren't I? Yeah. And he's, um easy so... to get confused. So he and Mina return to London after that, don't they? Yeah, um, and he's ever so doddery, still withered from his time. He's on a little walking stick. He looks like Kil- Kilroy Silk. And this, <laughs> wait, what's his what's his full name? That guy, Robert Kilroy Silk. Robert Kilroy Silk. He looks like Robert Kil- Kilroy Silk walking around, <laughs> doddering around. Um, he's screwed. And Dracula probably thought, "I'm never ever going to see me." <laughs> he sees him out the carriage window. Goes, that's bloody Dracula! That's Dracula, but don't muck about. Don't be silly. Um, but they essentially hatch a plan, everybody together, where they're going to go to Carfax Abbey. <gasps> Van Helsing's going to go to Carfax Abbey, destroy the Count's boxes of soil. As you bloody goes, soil! When this plan comes together, they seem to be having... <laughs> they seem to be all together at the local Weatherspoons. Yeah. Uh, for overseas listeners, that is a low-cost pub that people certainly in the early 2000s would go to at the start of a night out because they don't have a music license it's quiet two pound 95 for a pint of carlin so they're at like a weatherspoons and van helsing is like the straightest he's like jeremy kyle because first he goes oh what happened to lucy away i cut her head off and staked her through the heart your best mate mina dead i sliced her head (laughs) off Staked her in the heart, and now she's rotting. In the and then he, brain. and then he, and then he's all Irish in heaven now, though. Uh, and then, then he turns around to Forgot- Jonathan Harker and says, "So, when you were being unfaithful with them vampire women, yeah, stitching them right up. Did he's you have like- any? Did you have any of their blood? Because oh no, I didn't actually. Because ah, so right then, that means you're not going to mean as I look at him across the table, going, "You what?" But then secretly thinking, "I've been copping off with Dracula as well." Uh, so she can only be so angry, but she's like, I've got to put a good show of this. But he does go, oh, couldn't even. This is why it's very Jeremy Kyle. He's like, I, I couldn't even know my own mind, actually. Yeah. Uh, so I have no idea what's going on, to be fair. Yeah. They probably, they probably magicked me, actually. Like, <laughs> it probably, if I really think about it, it probably wasn't my fault that all those, yeah, that all I don't that think happened. it was. Did you enjoy it while it was happening? No, definitely, definitely not. Not even. No, uh, you can't. You can't one hundred percent be sure whether they were cries of agony or ecstasy at any given time. Bit, bit of both, wasn't it? Try and subtitle that. You couldn't. You just have to put shouts. 
shouts shouts in <laughs> agony slash because he, he he says neither oh yes or oh no so no. can't exactly. be sure um so yeah the plan they go to sort of destroy the boxes of soil wreck his um, house what was that just wreck his house don't they wreck his house they smash his house up like it's one of those um rooms you go in to let off steam they're going rage, like fine they're going rooms. like it's finders keepers yeah where is dracula he's just like chilling on the ceiling and he? he's on the ceiling again he's in the ceiling on, in bat mode right and he goes fuming he's in the ceiling um, in bat mode but thankfully um mina is she's elsewhere so he, she hasn't gone to the, ha- the home wrecking so he goes yeah. well tell you what you wreck my house i'm gonna go around and steal your wife wreck my house with you i gotta go right back around and so steal this your is wife. when he uses his power he turns into a mist yeah. Um, and before you know it, he's in Mina's bed. She's up. Yeah, actually, here you are, my sweet yeah. prince. This is this is what I want. I'm dead. Even though I've just got married, and I, I thought I wanted that. Now I've decided I actually do want to be with you, Dracula. And you I should probably turn me you, into Dracula. a bloody vampire. You're, yeah, you're what I want. I think just before Dracula went to the asylum and killed Renfield, didn't he? Oh, he does, doesn't he? Yeah. Bashes him into the wall as a mist. He goes, you stitched me right up, Renfield. Smashed into a wall. Have this. Um, <laughs> and he goes, I didn't tell on you. Your lawyer that you let escape. I think he does say to Mina as well that he murdered Lucy and he's been terrorising everyone. Oh, he does. He does grass him up too. And she's well. like, I'm raging, but I'm willing to forgive you. It's like a real toxic relationship, you know, and it's like, I'm del- I'm breaking up with him again because he got out gambling all weekend, <laughs> but he did bring me back. He did bring me back a takeaway. So yeah. actually he does love me. This so was the, this is right. the reveal that he has. Cause he likes, oh, but so I want to be with you. And he goes, Oh, I love you. I love you, my sweet prince, Vlad. And he goes, I am a Dracula though. He goes, Oh, for fuck's sake, a Dracula. Yeah. I am a bloody Dracula. I mean, just the concept of that, like, does it even make sense? I don't think she fully understands because she's like, turn me into one as well. Yeah, yeah. He goes, "Yep." Yeah. Turn us into one. He goes, "Oh, I shouldn't though." And he goes, oh, "I'll do." I, I, I actually don't care. Yeah. So he begins the transformation process. Bites her in the neck. Then he slices himself on the chest, and like she's drinking from him. But before they can go through with it fully, everybody bursts into the room. The hunters, the hunter crew, bursts into the room. Um, and this is when we see uh, Dracula in full evil bat mode right he's in bat mode and he's and he terrifies all of the group and apparently in the making of the film yeah old francis ford coppola said right gary old man yeah you tell everyone here you got to tell each of them something scary yeah so they look terrified i think they were stood there with like um blindfolds on before they did a take while he walked in and like is that what it is yeah but are they that's yeah. how it looks so scared. Oh, I read it. Because apparently... again, it was Gary Oldman in the in the makeup for everything as well. But apparently, he also whispered something terrifying to each of them, and they they've never revealed. I reckon it's something about uh something being discontinued. A famous, lovely confectionery being discontinued forever. The 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 dipped flake. Remember that one? What was it called? The snowflake. Snowflake. The white flake. It. Oh, no. So what year was this? 1992. Um, you know the Cadbury Secret Bar that's popular at the moment? They're going to stop <laughs> making that. Oh, don't say that. Don't say that. Yes, yeah, true. You know, 
you know, well-loved, well-loved um, British light entertainment personalities. Jimmy yeah. Savile, Rolf Harris, Australian, but mostly no one. Well, guess yeah. what? You never guess what. And then he just whispers the truth. Like, ah. It's not going oh, no. to come out for 20 plus years. 20 plus years. Oh. Savile will already be dead. And he won't pay and he won't pay the price for his crimes. Hey. You know your favorite singer? Um you know your you know your favorite singer, Keanu Reeves, Michael Jackson. I'll tell you something about him. Oh, oh god. No, oh, I don't believe it. Some people won't believe it. Yeah, that's what he does. He says these things to to wither them all. And that, or like obviously... maybe maybe spoil something that he loves. Hey. You know that guy in Dallas that you gutted that he's died? Turns out all to be a dream. That's already <laughs> happened. That's already happened, Gary Oldman. That was years ago. It's already happened. I already knew that. Don't worry about it. There's a great film that's going to come out in about seven years with Bruce Willis. Bruce Willis and a little kid. And it's going to be ever so spooky and great. Well, guess what? He's going to go your time. Gary Oldman. God damn it. With your prophetic views of the future. <laughs> In um, a few, I'll tell you what, <laughs> any pressure, Anthony Hopkins. You know what? In a few years' time, this country that you're in, it's going to leave you. It's going to be dog shit. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, it already is. No, it's not. The past was better. Um, so <laughs> there's a great shot, obviously, with uh, bat like Dracula backing away from the flaming crucifix that Van Helsing holds up. What did I say? <laughs> Bachelor. <laughs> Bachelor. Bachelor. <laughs> Oh, we did Angela, Angela, backing into the shadows and then turning into a load of old rats. That's a great shot because he's got yeah, horrible red eyes. So as well. good. They're like, we've buddy got him. We've yeah. got him, lads. Incredibly creepy. Um, yeah, and then obviously escapes as rat. I think he does. He does claim Mina as his bride before he escapes. He goes, uh, she's my wife now. Bye. She's my wife. Um, and then, and then I think. Mina, they keep hold of Mina for a while, like keep her close as she begins to like transform. Um, and there's a bit where like Van Helsing hypnotizes her and manages to get her to say, Yeah, because when they're gone, when he's gone, she's like, Oh, what have I done? Actually, a yeah. bit of regret about this. So, I mean, I was going to ask you, Ben, your take on this. When she's like, Actually, I don't care, turn us into a vampire, was that his magic or? Yeah, it's weird, isn't it? Because like I get the feeling that the magic is used a lot, but I almost feel like. He doesn't use it so much on Mina because he's trying to like fall in love with her officially. Hence why <laughs> officially. she was officially doing it properly. You know what I mean? Hence why she was a bit like dismissive of him initially on the street. Yeah. Uh, like he could have just easily used the magic and she went, bloody hell, you're, I'm well into you. Yeah, but, but I don't went, know. Oh, yeah, I'm I think, looking I think for a museum, actually. He said, oh, I'm looking for the cinema. Go to the bloody museum, mate. Read a fucking book once in your life. Read a book, you fucking twat, actually. I've been a bit harsh there. So I think you could take it either way. Either way. Um, because it is a bit. I think poor Jonathan Harker in this because he becomes a really minor background character as this is all happening. He did in front of <laughs> he his did face have like a well. several month threesome foursome. Yeah, that's with, true. Yeah, you've been stitched up. They've gone. Yeah, your, your your girlfriend, your fiance, your wife now is going to cop off with Dracula. All the while, you're going to slowly turn into Robert Kil- Kilroy Silk. Okay, that's the rules. <laughs> I I think just. Take your medicine. You sort of made your bed, yeah, on that one made of silken sheets, and <laughs> even if he was coerced into it, um, 
Yeah, and so the plan is that Dracula's sailing home in his last remaining box, and the hunters are going to like intercept him. We see like a little map, don't we? Of and he can control the wind, can't he? Is that true? Yeah, because he says, "Oh, he controls the wind." So, um... what, what is he fucking a storm or something? What's going on? <laughs> he's got all he the powers, powers, mate. He's got all the powers he needs. Um, so they um, essentially depart and they try to intercept him. So he's going around a long way, and they go, "We're going to take like the train." Is yeah, the train? they use they they do a lovely like Mina hypnosis like thing. So when she's telling them, it like shows the Indiana Jones map of them traveling yeah, to catch right, up. That's right. Unfortunately, uh, though. Yeah, unfortunately, uh, I think it's worked both ways, isn't it? Because he, because he's got this connection with Mina, he can kind of like see what what. Yeah, so well. he's installed some spyware on <laughs> on on Mina. Yeah, he's put. She's got my find my friends app on. He's yeah, like exactly that. I can see where you're going, actually. So I'm gonna. I'm. He's like trying to stay one step ahead and evade them on the train. Like that, the lads find the revenge. Bearing in mind. Three members of this revenge squad on a very, very day. De- Van Helsing, obviously, yeah. his mission is to destroy Dracula because we find out in an earlier scene he's reading a book because it's only bloody Dracula, the guy I've been after for ages. I didn't mention it until Dracula. now. I've been I after him. I have a bloody clue. I didn't have a clue. It was just worked out perfectly. Yeah. yeah oh, so glad I came to this thing about this tropical disease that your friend had. Turns out my <laughs> worst enemy, Dracula, I've been after for ages. Simple. Um, so. He would be on the mission. Jonathan Harker, obviously his wife Mina is the target of Dracula. Those other lads, those three, they, the they were just all previously engaged. Not engaged. One of them was engaged to Lucy. Yeah. The other two just Yeah. Just might be the moment where go, I don't know if I want to get involved in this life or death thing. Lucy's, Lucy's dead. I could just go back to my normal life. Just, just, they, yeah, they could just, but they've all got stuff going on. One of them's like okay. a Wild West cowboy, and the other one is a doctor who's got an entire asylum to run. Yeah. And they, they could have just cracked on with that, but they join the revenge. Join posse. in, yeah. That um, is like pre marriage. That is just like someone that you, that you fancied, like you had a crush on yeah. someone in your first job or at school. Involved. Yeah, I'll get involved. What's this? So everybody like splits up. So Van Helsing and Mina travel to like the castle, and the others try to stop the. Um... Yeah, they split the party, don't they? So basically, so they can't spy where Mina. He goes yeah. right, Van Helsing. You and Mina just go to the castle. Yeah. Um, and if and if we don't catch up with him, it's going to be up to you. Because you're the best at fighting vampires, so you can you're like the last line of defense. Yeah. But we will try and catch him. Basically, we're going to try and get him when the boat comes and just I don't know, was him in the sea. Was him in the sea. Yeah. When the boat comes in. Yeah. Um. So while that is kind of happening, we we kind of focus on Van Helsing and Mina for a bit. Dracula's bride, so like chanting and trying to get Mina to att- essentially seduce Van Helsing by, and she does. She kisses on him. Kiss it on him. There was a bit earlier as well. Van Helsing like dan- first met her and started dancing with her. Yeah, very strange. Um, but before Mina can feed on his blood, she Van Helsing sticks her old jammy dodger straight on her forehead, <laughs> bleeding. Uh, sorry, burning her head. Apparently, it slows her transformation. It says here, um, and he manages to surround himself with a ring of fire to protect. Well, him and Mina to sur- protect them from the brides who are trying to get him. Then the brides <laughs> get all sleepy. Also. What was that? 
Doesn't put one around his horse though. Ah, screw. Oh my god, yeah. Screw yeah, the horse. Like, he spends like... the time. St- this was... Don't stab my. Oh, oh bloody hell! Too late. And we we only see it in like a sh- a shadow of it, don't we? Yeah, it's like a silhouette of the horse being. Again, like, this is great. Up. Like, it's a really. The fact is, like, oh, killing a baby, killing a horse, like, it all sounds pretty horrific, but just spiteful, isn't it? We don't. Re- it's horrific, but we don't see it much of it so like the way it's done is like really stylized van helsing um, has his revenge though because yes he does after their after the brides of dracula are really tired from killing his horse they go to bed and their camp pretty much outside where they're asleep so in the morning yeah. he just walks into the house and chops their heads he off. literally walks in chops their heads off and slings them off the bridge <laughs> right bella what does he shout <laughs> fuck you <laughs> fuck you <laughs> bitches Fucks him up. Um, Favourite horse. Absolute nobbers. So Dracula's carriage arrives at the castle, pursued by the hunters. There's like an action sequence now where the hunters are all... Yeah, they're just um, fighting his dudes, aren't they? The guys that will... The, like, his, like his human servants who aren't necessarily allied to a vampire. No. They just they've work for whoever paid, owns that house. they paid them. He's paid them. So they're like... Right, it's just like, oh, they're, they are sworn to serve the lord of this house. So it's like, well... Oh, yeah. Doesn't matter who it is. Whoever get... buys whoever buys the house, they basically come with the house. Yeah. Um. So yeah, essentially, a few a few of them like die. I think Quincy gets like stabbed. No, no, only Quincy, isn't it? Quincy gets stabbed in the back by one of them, I think. Um. And then, as it's like sunset, Dracula like bursts from his coffin. Um, I've almost got him as well. They're literally just about close, to get him. Yeah. yeah. But I wonder um, why it has to be sunset because Anthony Hopkins himself said earlier. It doesn't matter. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Maybe he's weak because he's old. Yeah, he's to, weak because he's in old mode, isn't he? Because he hasn't he's got in all old of pajamas his... mode. Um, yeah. And as he bursts out, Jonathan manages to slit his throat with that big knife. Yeah. Um, Slits his throat, and then Quincy comes in and stabs him in the chest, but then he yeah. gets thumped across the room. This is a real like Infinity War moment of everybody taking down Thanos, <laughs> isn't it? Everyone's just like, <laughs> yeah. Um, and then Van Helsing, Jonathan. Uh, basically let Mina go into the castle with the cane. Yeah, they're about to drop in on him. They're like, he's, because he is battered. He, he's thumped Quincy, but the others can get in. And then Jonathan goes, actually, no. Because Mina has kind of, she isn't a full vampire yet, but she has turned and she's pulling a gun on them to try and defend Dracula. And she's like, oh, would you do the same to yeah. me when it's my time? And they go, uh, mm. would you believe no? Well, maybe. I don't know. Um, but then, yeah, then Jonathan Harker kind of has a moment where he's like, no, actually, let's not finish him off. Let's let Mina take him inside. Our work is finished. Our work, yeah. Our work Hers has just begun. And my takeaway when I first saw this, I, I remembered how it ended now, but I thought, I think for watching this the first time, is that, oh, they just decided, let's let them just be together. Yeah. But this is weird, right? So how so Dracula's like dying at this point. How is he so how is he able to be killed? Because is just because he's weak? Is that the reason? I think even if he was at full strength, if he did the vampire killing things of stabbing him through the heart and chopping his head off, he would die anyway. But it's just because he was not at full strength, then it was just a bit easier for him to do it. But Quincy does die. Quincy does die, yeah. That's a sad moment. He collapses and he's gone. Because I've been um, stabbed in the back and now thumped. Finished. And I've thumped so hard. Uh, yeah. So it's in, it ends in the chapel where Dracula had previously renounced God. 
Him and Mina share a kiss at the candles adorning the chapel. Um, and the cross repairs itself as well. So it's what, what are we supposed to think about this? What does this the, represent? The fact the, that we'll let you off, actually. We'll let you in, Evan. The wound has been healed, I guess. And the vampire is God's dead. gone right. You can. Yeah, because she sort of Mina says, like, in a reflection, like, give him peace. Maybe my the love that I have has restored. Yeah. His. Well, that's the thing. This is the most like huge like human like version of vamp of dracula we've ever seen like on screen like every version is pretty much just like a monster a heartless monster and i'm sure sure there's that sort of lust that comes with the character of dracula and kind of like but every other time we kind of see him as this as this like monster of the night whereas this like that's there as well but also like his love for mina is is very yeah that's present. a genuine love that he has and he goes oh reminds me of um imhotep in a way, yeah, is is old, is lady died, and he was never the same. You know what I mean? And now and he's he does in, love a nux and a moon. Now he's in present day, and he's like, I want the person who who was reborn as a nux and a moon. All right, and until the nux and the moon thing. is just in the second one as a different woman, as a different woman. Yeah, I wish I found her first. Is what he's thinking. Um, so she and then Mina thrust the knife through his heart. He tells, he, she tells, he tells her to. He's like, oh, he tells her to, yeah, give yeah. us some pieces. Finish shoving this knife Stab in me, the will heart, you? will you? Give me, give me assisted suicide. That's actually illegal. I don't think it should oh, be. Oh, yeah, because he could have He could also not got... If that priest had turned up again and said... Yeah. He did ask him to do that, so that was the suicide. So, no, heaven. so the mark on her forehead like disappears, so I'm supposed to believe that like that means the curse has left her as well? Yeah, so she's not a vampire anymore, I assume yeah. so. Um, um, and this was an extra bit. This is the bit of trivia I told you. Get the George Lucas, um, a friend of Francis Ford Coppola, said she should chop his head off as well. And apparently, they did that three weeks before release. That all right, do another bit where she chops his head off. I guess. Oh wow. Okay. Well, it just went. It doesn't end well enough. We want to make sure he's definitely dead and can't come back for a sequel. Dead. Um, yeah. yeah. So she decapitates him, and then looking up, there is a painting on the ceiling of Vlad and as Elizabeth and it like looks like they're ascending to heaven. Ascending to heaven. I mean that's just a painting that priest that, would say that's as close as you're getting actually. I have years of mur- no. 400 years of murdering people and but actually I'll let you off. Get yourself if someone in else heaven. is nice to you then get yourself enough. in heaven your mug and that's it. <laughs> and then it ends and then it ends with a lovely song which I forgot about until it started playing. I was like, oh, I love this song. Love song for a vampire. Written and performed by Annie Lennox. It's bloody lovely, isn't it? It's very, very nice. A lovely very song. Nice. A lovely song. Um, um, I. What do you think Mina did now then after that bit? Yeah, it's weird, isn't it? I mean... Did she go back outside? The others and say, Just walked back, back outside England? and went, there we go, it's all over. And Robert Kilroy Silk turned back into Keanu Reeves. His hair turned black, jet black. This is a lot a lot of years before Just for Men as well. So, you know, he might have had to live out the rest of his life with grey hair. But I like to think that they're married, so maybe just have a nice life together. Um, People didn't really have divorces. Of course no. they did. Henry VIII has already happened. Oh yeah. oh, yeah, but I bet most people didn't. Um I reckon Van Helsing visited every few months like a quirky uncle. He always comes for like Christmas and that. He always comes for Christmas, exactly. He's like, well, remember um, that time when we remember that time we took down Dracula? That was all right. Laugh. And those obviously Quincy is dead, but the other two, like, oh remember yeah. Lucy. Remember Lucy, yeah, bloody hell, that was a good time, wasn't it? Yeah. And I'm like, I I I like to think that they fell in love. 
Why not? Yeah. Richard E. Grant and and Carrie Ewells. Yeah, maybe he made the asylum a little bit less horrible. Got rid of all those box heads. Yeah, get rid of the box heads. Have a pyramid head instead. That's much yeah. nicer. So, um, yeah, I mean, she's not a vampire anymore. So she probably doesn't want to stay there. No, don't want to chill at that. Again, a long way back. They've literally pretty much just arrived. And then you've got to start the journey all the way back to the UK. You'd hope that if Lucy, like, you know, Mina, sorry, she didn't walk out and they'd already left. Be like, oh, we thought it was going to be years. So. <laughs> yeah, we've already left. We left without you. Sorry, you're going to have to make your own way back. That's it. I'm just going to go live with the nuns. That's close by, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. That's not far. Get myself <laughs> Jump to the in nun. the river, you'll wash up there. Get myself to the nunnery. Uh, um, there, we, there we go, then. That is the um, end. Have you got There any we yet? go. I mean, phenomenal. We've been making light of it as we go through because that is the style that we cover here. But phenomenally made, right? I love oh, it, yeah. especially for the time. And is Definitely. this the, you'll keep me honest, Ben, is it a relative of Francis Ford Coppola? Like his nephew or something like that? They just He just hired him to do the special effects. Didn't have the experience. He just wanted to do it. And he was oh, like, right. yeah, you do that. Oh, I didn't know that. Well, he just went, get get yourself involved and do... I can't be sure it is his nephew. I think there's like a relative who wasn't necessarily a well-known special effects artist, but yeah. said, I can do this and I'd like to do it. And he just said, yeah, do it. Oh, wow. Amazing. Uh, right, there we go then. So that is Bram Stoker's Dracula. Have you got any name game? i got a couple for you, Ben. Okay. I've got a couple in the traditional format and then we'll try another, a different one if you like. Okay. Do you so want to give, what, it a, give it a synopsis? Yes, please. Centuries-old vampire Count Dracula comes to England to seduce his barrister Jonathan Harker's fiance Mina Murray. Okay, so um, a centuries-old vampire comes uh, back to life and travels to England to take ever such nice care and offer some TLC to some pigs. There's some pigs. Have you done Dracula as well? Yeah, it's still Dracula. He's just always a Dracula. Uh, pigs. He's looking after the pigs, and he's been ever so nice to him. Just, just even a bit of, bit of affection. Bit of affection. Porker. <laughs> not Porker. It's Pork. still someone's Dracula. But what is he? He's not Bram Stoker's Dracula. He is. Pig. Ham. Yeah. Ham. Um, just being affectionate to the pigs. Ham lover? Not lover. He's just in the same way you might show a dog that you like it. Ham stroker. Ham stroker's Dracula. That's Ham who it is. Ham Dracula. That's nice, isn't it? Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Okay. Um, centuries old vampire Count Dracula comes to England to seduce his barrister, Jonathan Harker's grandmother. And the way he's going to do it. He's going to get himself onto Facebook, set in the mid- modern day, and indulge in a way of getting someone's attention slash flirting with them, perhaps when Facebook first came around. Oh, well, Grand Poker. Grand Poker or Nan Poker. But Nan, Nan Poker, poker either fine. is correct, yes. Um, so, in this version, Ben, a centuries-old... Um, vampire comes to london to play a trick on his on his lawyer by replacing all of his favorite foods 
with a high fiber but quite boring cereal in an amazing set of japes. Bran. Yeah. Whopper. He, he's he's tricking him. He's playing some japes on him. He has ever such a laugh. He's like, oh, lovely bag of arrow. Bran Joker. Bran Joker. Bran. Brand like Joker's Bran. Dracula. I'll tell you what, I like Bran Flakes. If I put my hand in a bag of Arabona's Bran, I'd be happy with that. <laughs> um, You'd be surprised, wouldn't you? If he had Bran Joker, the Bran Joker's Dracula. Yeah. Okay, so centuries-old vampire Count Dracula comes to England to play a trick on a famous comicsman who famous comicsman, invented yeah. loads of the best Marvel characters. Yeah. Um, play a trick on him by... By squirting him with a famous super style water gun. <laughs> Stan Soaker's Dracula. Stan Soaker's Dracula, correct. Um in this version of the film, a centuries old vampire transforms himself into a baby and travels to London. Um, so he can play a high stakes card game with other babies from their modes of transport. Jesus. From their modes of transport? Yeah, they all get together in the park and their mums all push them into a circle and play a card game. Yeah. Pram. Pram. Playing a a high-stakes card game for money. Oh, poker. (laughs) Pram poker. Pram, Pram poker Dracula. Dracula. Confused me because I already used poker, but a different yeah, type different of poker. Context. poker. Um, oh, what's this last one? I've written one word down for a last one. So how about... Um, <laughs> centuries-old vampire Count Dracula comes to England to kill a load of blokes. <laughs> Just kill a load of blokes. And rather, he, he wants a nickname of something scary like man of the night uh vlad the impaler that's also a good one but because he's just been killing a load of blokes they call him the 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 second word is something which would be used to describe someone who's died oh he's only gone and a frog makes a noise as well oh man croaker man croaker's tracking the man croaker has has struck again even though croaked usually means you do, you doing it, not someone doing it to you, but still. Yeah, but he, he croaks them. I'll give you that. Okay, for my last one, Ben, I'm going to do um, Dracula, but it feels written by another author. So basically a little bit of author trivia. Oh, okay. So um, this Dracula, having changed his ways, he actually doesn't want a... Uh, you know, he uses his eternal life to build himself a wonderful confectionery uh, manufacturer and offers a few children the chance, Mina Haka, the chance to come and have a tour of his lovely confectionery factory. Is it Roald Dahl's? Roald Dahl's Dracula, Dracula correct. And the armour looks like lovely chocolate, so you can lovely have the armour chocolate. It's still. Yeah, lovely chocolate rabbit. Yeah. Comes out and that, that bit when he's like walking out of his castle, really frail, like Jonathan Harker when he's withered. There's a big <laughs> forward roll. Yeah. And he goes, ta da! Everyone comes to the factory. Any more? 
I mean, I can. No more authors. <laughs> I mean, uh, I okay, so in this one, uh, Dracula um, as a down-and-out uh, boy who doesn't know about English society, rather than getting Jonathan Harker to teach him about it, he finds himself sent by a mysterious benefactor to learn about high society from a reclusive woman who was jilted on her wedding day. Reclusive? Is it... Uh, is it is that Jane Eyre? Is that, is, it's, that, uh, is it Pride and Prejudice? No, it's Great Expectations. Ah, oh, which would good. be far, Charles far, Dickens. Charles Dickens. Far too highbrow, incredibly highbrow. In oh, that's a very book, good yeah. book. You should read it. It's excellent. Oh yeah. Well, we're gonna have to get around to it now. Uh, right. Should we rate the film? Let's rate the film. Uh, do you want me to go first? Yeah, go on. I I think that maybe I've not given this film as much attention over the years as possible, maybe even like not rated it as highly as, as I should. I've definitely seen it before, like more than once, but perhaps this was the first time I'd properly sat down and like just watched it uninterrupted. I think mm -hmm. the last few times I may, it may have been on TV or maybe I like watched a DVD of it and like, yeah, but this time I like really, really realized like what a good film it is and appreciated it for the 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 filmmaking style like the cinematography is amazing every performance is amazing the soundtrack's amazing and sure it is like a gothic love story as well as a horror film because obviously the 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 creature effects are great as well like the makeup effects um and it doesn't just it feels like a really pure sort of like story as well like it doesn't just go oh that Drac is a bad bloke is him killing loads of people it's kind of like it's really layered the story it's really like meticulous with the way it comes across and i think gary Oldman's performance is the one thing that that drives that even though every, i think pretty much everyone is great maybe not keanu reeves but i think jonathan harker gets sort of forgotten as a character when he gets turned into robert kilroy silk <laughs> but i think like every, it's got every it's got all the elements of like a great film and a film that i know i could easily rewatch again like a year down the line and like and still enjoy it for what it is um and in comparison to like the other dracula like hammer horror films and stuff i don't know i feel like this really understands the character i know i read a f something that francis ford coppola like got the whole cast and crew to like sit down and read the book around a table over the course of like two days a couple of days right before they shot the film so it's like understands the source material respects the source material but also isn't afraid to like look beyond it because i think the stuff about vlad the impaler wasn't in the book as far that i've seen since um so look beyond it and maybe give it a little bit of context and almost like yeah it's like make it a, a tragic love story where you're not kind of just thinking this horrible bloke that turns into a wolf and a bat is terrifying i'm scared and of rats. him don't forget that and rats and miss kind of you kind of in a way want him to succeed i don't know about you but i kind of felt a bit disappointed when he was dead i was like oh oh bloody hell That's yeah a shame. he wasn't so bad i mean he could have he could have gone about it in a different way <laughs> he could have gone about it in a different way you could have just, said... you just you just get home right you know what it's like when you go on there right and you get home after that yeah and i don't know your bin's in the wrong place or something like that you're like what the fuck's been going on here he gets home all of his brides are dead Ed's off. Just before he got back as well. Just before he got back. And mere seconds after he, he comes out of his coffin, stabbed, slit, stabbed, in, stabbed in the heart. Fuming. Um, um, yeah, he I... could have gone about it a different way. He could have said to Jonathan Harker, 
like you're not going to believe this but that that woman who you're not married to and by her own admission you've only just kissed she looks just a bit of honesty actually yeah she looks exactly like the reincarnation of my lost love i'm about 400 years old by the way so ancient look at check this out look no reflection in this mirror yeah no um, reflection zero I'm honestly mad i am there's loads of stuff going on i've got all these powers all those monsters that you just saw you stay yeah. here and be slept off not in a bad way by all of these all of these uh, vampire women that i've got around here and let me just go and see if you're if if Mina falls in love with me, giving me the chance to meet her and things like that. That's all I ask. Yeah. I just think as you know, I mean, he shouldn't have maybe done this stuff with Lucy. That's probably a bad Yeah. Reflects reflects badly on him. He's not made but the still, best choices there. I, I think I, I honestly think for everything, it feels like it's like elite filmmaking, I would say. Like yeah. you, sometimes you can look past certain things because you're like I respect the decision making of everyone involved here. So while that might not work 100% for me, it works in this version of the film. And yeah, it feels like, for me at least, like probably the definitive version of the story on film, just because it it feels like it just really takes care of all the characters involved and it realises the lead, the titular character, in a way that I don't think it's been done before or since. It's an A for me. I'm not going to say an A+, plus, but I think it's an A for me. Yeah. Very good. Um, I feel a bit similar to you, Ben. I think I might have dismissed it a little. Maybe when I first watched it, yeah. I don't. I don't recall seeing it in the early nineties when I was playing when I was playing original Doom on Shareware. Um, <laughs> I think I saw it a little later, and then maybe then I was maybe a little bit short sighted or a little bit snobbish because I was in the period of oh, okay, the effects have dated a little, but not that much, if I'm honest. No, um, the practical stuff with the heads and the creatures and things like that, I think, are incredibly solid. Mm. The things that maybe look a little bit jarring is the superimposition of like the lighting effects and so on. But it's almost honest, got like a so, sorry, I was just gonna say, I should have said this before, Andy. Apologies. It sorry. almost looks like it's stylized in places to look like a film from like the 40s or something. Yeah, there's a bit where like neat, uh. Lucy is like lying on the bed and like her face is lit. And I was like, this looks like a screenshot from, and even like some of the um, transitions as well, look, look incredibly like sort of 30s and 40s. Yeah. So it understands what it's come from. It doesn't just go, this is a new version of it. It's like, it, yeah. it still pays homage to those things. Yeah. Very, very true. So there's, there's those things. And I think it might have been subject to me overlooking it at the time and failing to realize how much of a great adaptation this is again like you say how strong all of the choices were and how much love for the source material went into the making of this film from crew from cast like it was clearly a really intensive process they really obviously wanted to capture mm. all those things about it and i think it's worth the time they take over you know about me then that can be incredibly uh quick to dismiss a film that that isn't efficient with its time and you know takes more time than it needs to to tell the story mm. i'd have you know what for a story this epic i'd have i'd have let them sneak another half hour onto this and made it yeah. 
And if, totally. they, if they had more it they wanted to tell like... on this one, like, I yeah. would have had them. I would have had them do a little more. Maybe do something of the journey. Maybe like give us a little bit afterwards and in, in in the end, maybe about. Yeah. Well, I don't need like a everything is tied up in a neat bow. I don't mind some ambiguity if you follow the character of Mina Harker. Obviously, she's a major part of the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen comic yeah, or uh, film series, depending on what level of quality you're looking yeah. for. Um, but there's, I think there's so much to enjoy about this film and the film, the way it was made. Yeah. All of these things. Um, so I'm going to join you on uh, on an A. The one thing I will say about this, though, is it has got me thinking about other versions of Dracula and as I was watching the only thing I couldn't separate which is not a problem with the film it is a problem with me how much Dracula Dead and Loving It uses this exact aesthetic and like the things I cannot I don't remember his name now the guy from Ghostbusters 2 that plays Renfield I couldn't help but think of him (laughs) every time um still like a, a, an adaptation or sort of like a parody of this film that doesn't like impact this film you're enjoying no, this film at all it doesn't at all like in many ways it just made me fondly remember that i might have to watch that film again quite soon yeah maybe we'll do a bonus episode on it because i love it so much um but you know even when we were going through because we naturally take a light-hearted approach to these things and some things which you can laugh at and are a bit funny because especially for a film like this that it plays it straight down the line Sometimes it's harder to find humour in things that are deliberately funny, apart from saying, I enjoyed that, it was funny. Like, if you're looking at these in a slightly sided angle, there are some elements of ludicrousness or or things that are funny about it, but it's an incredible, like, it's an incredibly made yeah. film. Like, it's very... One of my favourite, one of my, one of my favourite stories as well. I might, it's inspired me. I might go back and read the book again. Yeah, some it kind of made, made me think about that as well. Um, yeah, it's very over the top. It's very knowing, but it's still... It still kind of lands, doesn't it? It doesn't. It, it is is dramatic, but yeah, in the best sense. Of the and word, it's played yeah. and it's played completely straight. And I, I think things to mark out on that one. I don't dislike um, Keanu Reeves in this. I think his accent is what his accent is, and it's you know maybe enough to give yeah. you a wry smile. But it never took me out of it. I was never thinking at one point. He's not. He's not as. But he's as a character, he's not focused on enough for you to mm. for you to really take you out of it. He's kind of just there a bit and then appears a bit later. So and. Gary Oldman, I mean, for an Gary actor Oldman. who's had no shortage of incredible performances in his career, yeah, this has to be an all-timer, right? Yeah, such like versatility, such like as well. passion that he throws into it, you know. And in some of the early scenes when he's speaking, I assume legitimately speaking a second language, right? Yeah. And apparently a vocal coach helped him lower his voice by like an octave just so he could sound more convincing in the more dialect. Dracula-y. I guess. More Dracula, yeah. Yeah, phenomenal work. Love the film. So glad we've uh, covered it. I think Hell it's yeah. going to find its way into, especially now I find when we actually watch this, not just sit and watch a film, but when we've also taken a couple of hours to talk about it as well. Yeah. I feel it really helps me cement what my position is. I think this yeah, will definitely. now have a real strong position in like in the future, people saying, What's a great horror film? Like it'd be a strong recommendation for anyone yeah, who hasn't yeah, seen it. Something 
something for everyone. There we go then. That is Bram Stoker's Dracula. Um, thanks everybody for listening. If you enjoyed the show, become a patron over at patreon.com forward slash horror hangout. Thanks to current patrons. Uh, and thanks to Taj Easton for our theme music, ACAS for hosting the show. Please consider giving us a rating or review. Uh, we're on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, YouTube, and Discord. Bloody everywhere. Uh, next week, we're doing Black Christmas. I think what we're going to do is, like, essentially, it'll be a episode about the original, but then we're going to lean into the two remakes that we got as well, one in 2006, one in 2019? 17, maybe? I'm not sure. Um, yeah, so it's gonna not like a triple bill, but we've done some sort of, like... Um, sequel versus sorry original versus remake episodes so kind of like that i guess but we'll um, try and triple stack it and see try and triple stack it a bit yeah over all of them depends how many we can get to watch but i'm confident we can do all three yeah there we go then well thanks everybody for listening and thanks thanks andy for being a right horror dude glad to have you back thanks for you being a right horror dude ben and while i was away and i've listened to your episode while i was gone ever so good I'll tell you what, that's a, that's a good couple of episodes, these last two. Not saying not saying it's not always good, because it is always good. But if you're going to recommend a horror film for anyone, well, how about recommending an episode of Horror Hangout to your friends? This one, last week's, all of them. Only 300 and so to, or so to catch up on. Yeah, only a few to catch up on. And, you know, we've seen it. It's in the, it's in the cards, right, Ben? You've announced it. I'm going to finish the year with a bloody quiz. I'm hard at work on my questions. Oh, yeah. Can you believe it? Hopefully we'll have some more information about that next week. But looking forward to rounding off 2023 in style. And yeah. with a quiz victory. Yeah. Oh, and last shout out for any type of engagement or interaction with us. If there's something you haven't heard us talk about that came out this year that you think, certainly in your top lists of the year, and you think that it should be on the shortlist for hours and you haven't heard us talk about it, Get your recommendations in wherever you can find ways to contact us. There's something you think really needs to be considered for our top films of the year. That will be how we start mm. 2024 with a look back over our favorites of 2023. So you have precious few weeks for us to catch up films that we haven't managed to see yet. Any recommendations, whether you are a film fan or you're a filmmaker and you're thinking, these guys are bloody love this film I'm making. <laughs> they bloody love it. Get it, it under our noses. Give us a chance to watch it. Honestly, yeah. recommendations are already very, always, always very welcome. Send them our way. We will try our best to get things watched for the year ends. Awesome. Nice one. Festive films as well. Uh, okay. We'll see you next week. Thanks for tuning in. See you next time. Bye for now. Bye. Bye now. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.